the world is full of wonders. Magic is hidden in small moments. And monsters could be hiding just out of sight. But if you're looking to find them, adventure is waiting to happen. You never know who you'll meet along the way. We are the Storyteller Squad. Adventurers, welcome back to the Storyteller Squad. Thank you for joining us for our Monster of the Week campaign. Let's introduce our beloved heroes. Your weird friend and mine, she speaks to the trees, Felicity Starnbrook. Hello. He's mystery buff, a real nerdy athlete, Hugo Rashad. That's a fact. Finger guns, messy buns, and a splash of disaster queer, it's Raven Eugenia. She's sorority strong but weak to pretty faces, crushing it 24-7 because Thetas don't quit. Bethany Miller. Nice to see you. Like it. Love it. He's gotta have it. Watch out. It's Damien Edgecrest. I want everything. <laughs> <laughs> Special agent and not-so-secret fashion guru, Agent Lonnie Whitaker. Hello. <laughs> and finally, fiercely wholesome, literal angel, Aiden Brightwood. Woo! Oh, I loved that. It yeah. Amazing. Isn't that fun? That was so wholesome. I thought I picked up on some fun and also character describing. I feel like when you said disaster queer, every single person looked away from the screen because I felt <laughs> called out. <laughs> you were like, any of us could be it. <laughs> when you said disaster queer, I was like, all right, but like, which one? <laughs> but how many? Yeah. <laughs> Last time in our story, our heroes wanted to go shopping, and so they did. And we got to role play going to the mall, which was both therapeutic for our players and myself and fun just to sort of explore a very normal experience in a game about hunting monsters. But towards the end of it, after we gave all of the fan artists and artists within our little group here lots of fodder to play off of, they were confronted by a character that finally they are now going to get to meet called Wrath and some sort of dangerous, fiery, smoking creatures that Wrath had brought to sick on Aiden and her newly found friends. We left where the blazing hellhound wolf and a small, quicker, more agile, a bit more sporadic hellhound raccoon had appeared around the corner and our hunters were confronted with a dicey situation of there are monsters in a public place. And here we are. So what do you guys do? Should we do our beginning of adventure moves? Yes, we probably should do that. We're bad at following okay. the rules of this game. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a 10 plus. I got a detailed vision on something bad that's going to happen. That is a four. Ooh, so what do you get if you don't? So if I don't. Vision of something bad that's going to happen to me specifically. Ooh. Keeper holds three to be spent one for one as penalties to rolls that I make. Wow, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and how many of those do I get? You get three. Three, three penalties. Wow. And I get a vision of something bad that's going to happen to specifically me. Oh, that's, that's delicious. I get excited. <laughs> 
experience. That's true. <laughs> okay, Felicity. The vision you get happens pretty much simultaneously with the hellhound showing up. You remember Aiden had grabbed your hand as sort of a like, we have to get out of here and was panicking and kind of squeezing your hand a little hard. And as you're like thinking about that, your eyes flash and you get one of your visions and you are running through the mall. You've been separated by the the monster attack and basically none of your friends are with you and you are eventually cornered by this creature. For some reason it's going after you and you flash back to the moment and you know that this encounter is not gonna go well for you. Great. <laughs> Great, I love it. It's real scary, and Aiden looks worried, which is not really helping your mood at all either. All right, let's go fight some hellhounds. Uh, there's no initiative, so you guys just have to start deciding what you're going to do, and I will so occasionally if, make moves. If it, does it, I think if someone I, else has a beginning move. Oh, anybody left? Oh. I do, yeah. Okay. I have connect the dots, so I have to roll for that. So I got an eight, so I get to hold one question. I think I'm going to wait on those, or on that question, because I don't really know which one to pick right now. But I also get part of one of the things from my leveling up. Whenever I see a new type of creature, I may immediately ask an investigate a mystery question. Mm -hmm. I don't have to roll for it. It's just every time I see a new one. So I am going to ask, what can it do? It, it can and has already done this, started to cause fires within the area of the mall. As it approached and came around the corner and how the hallway it was in was filled with smoke. And oddly enough, it hasn't set off any alarms yet. That wing of the mall hasn't uh, had its like batteries replaced or whatever, or the smoke is sort of a recent thing as it has appeared here rather suddenly. And so from that, and also the like, like I had described before, this hellhound is in the form of a wolf, slightly enlarged, and in bits of its body, you can see flame just sort of licking from the inside out, as if its entire interior has this roaring flame within it that is just licking and creeping out of it, the way flame tends to lick around logs in a campfire. And like its footsteps leave melted linoleum tile wherever it goes. It's very hot. You can feel the heat coming off of this thing already. Okay, awesome. Can I see who's, uh, who of not this group of people is around and might be in danger? I think that's read a bad situation. Yes, it would be. What's the modifier for read a bad situation? Plus sharp. Which you just increased, so hooray. Whitaker's going to pull the nearest fire alarm. Oh, Damien's eight. charging in. All right, we'll, we'll take the turns. Let uh, Bethany yeah, take yeah. her move. I got an eight on reading a bad situation. So uh, what's the best way to protect the victims? The best way to protect the victims would be to get them to leave. You know from your last monster or monster hunt experience that the more people there are in a space, the more targets there are. And the fewer people that are around, the more you and the people who are sort of equipped to handle these sorts of situations are able to just act and not worry about trying to conceal the fight, trying to you know protect inexperienced people and people who are too scared to act and that sort of thing. Before anyone else goes, can I also just ask, who is around right now? Like, who, who is close to the scene? You guys had finished up visiting Miscellany, which is that book and coffee shop thrift store. And the other group had just come out of the Fancy Sir, which was the uh, suit and uh, accessories shop. And you had sort of met just at one of the little central bench areas where they have the plants growing and things from the skylight down through the mall ceiling. So there are other shoppers around, and I would say 
you guys are right outside like basket and cask honestly that's sort of the midway point between basket the bookstore and, and, and the suit so yeah basket basket. <laughs> uh, so just sort of in that central main main area of this wing of the mall and at least maybe right before agent Whitaker pulls the fire alarm the other people in the mall haven't noticed that there's a, a monster they're not like looking down the small hallway out where it came from although probably some of them have heard the big howl that it made and are now like wondering like what the heck was that Rainforest Cafe. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Pine Forest Cafe. We can't. <laughs> it's like Rainforest Cafe, but it's all like Appalachian and Rocky Mountain themes. Like and that. stuff. That sounds great. It Wait, sounds that's, awesome. That's such like a cryptid friendly. Those there it's only like Bigfoot anim- animatronics. TM, 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 TM. TM, 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 TM. Yeah. <laughs> That has to be canon out there. Has Rocky to be Mountain a- Cafe. Yeah, we'll have to make that a real restaurant. It's in the mall. <laughs> That's all I want to do right now because I don't want to uh, co-opt uh, Lonnie's very good decision he is about to make. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I kind of interjected. For no, that's a smart. That's a smart move to make. So I think that would be act under pressure, Lonnie. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Get it pulled quickly. Can he successfully Plus. pull a fire alarm? <laughs> Is he strong enough? It's it's Plus more like you. he has to find it because he's not a regular at the mall. Lucky for you all, Lonnie is very cool. Okay, not that cool. It's a seven. Success. Just into success territory. So, I give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. You locate the fire alarm. It is very close to the monster, and further from the, like, door that will lead you to your car, where maybe your weapons are. Oh, yeah. It will also separate you from the group as well. Because right now you guys are kind of all huddled together. You had just reconvened, and if you if you rush off, you're going to be separated from everyone else. And if you pull a fire alarm, you might be separated in, like, a rush of panicked bystanders. Can I locate any smoke detectors? I would say with, like, with your roll of a seven that you're only able to really like quickly glance around and find the little red box on the wall. Yeah, like that'd be easier but, to find. And, and I've never been in a mall and thought, what do the smoke detectors in a mall look like, you know? I would picture them kind of the same as just like a weird doodad on the ceiling. A nozzle but, or something. But yeah, yeah. Definitely harder to find than very red fires, the alarms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can go Oof. pull it, but I'm just going to let you know that you'll be, you'll be separated from the group. And in danger. And, and in danger, probably, yeah. But I mean, that kind of plays into the situation we know we all have to eventually end upon, which is Felicity being alone. Yeah. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. dun. So. I think I, I will run for it, but I'm going to let some other people take some turns first. I think you just get to do it. Like, there's no movement in this oh, game. So okay. you're back under pressure as you look for the thing, you run over and do that. Simultaneously, other things are happening, probably. But in this game, taking moves sort of, I think a better way to describe it is it's the, it's the screen time basically mm. that you get you know like when you do a move it's the camera's on agent whitaker and he gets to go do an action it, and it doesn't have to be limited to like i can only move 15 feet like so then i think damien you had spoken up as well what's your idea damien's objective is to gain the monster's attention so that they don't attack anybody else to accomplish this objective and to make sure he doesn't ruin too many of his new clothes. Damien is going to begin charging towards the monster. He's going to keep his pants because we're in public, but phase through the shirt, the nice platforms that he was wearing. So running towards the two demons, he's going to pull out from his 
briefcase a jar of barbecue sauce, which he's going to begin to lather himself with to try to really get the attention of these beasts. And he is going to use magic to make himself smell like a variety of meat on fire that is being cooked. Well, you've certainly caught my attention. Yeah, that's a wild tactic, but I'm here for it. I guess roll to try to make some magic happen. This this culinary yeah. magic you're attempting to have. <laughs> he starts mumbling in a language no one understands. Yeah. Uh, he's very enthusiastic about it. That sounds true. probably like the sloshing of water. It's like waves crashing almost come from your voice. What did you roll? Seven on the dice plus three for weird is a total of ten. Magic works without issue. Choose your effect. Uh, so my effect is I'm going to do one thing that is beyond human limitations, and that is to change my scent <laughs> to be that make of your, a make yourself person a, on fire. A smorgasbord. I'm going to, well, I guess like burning person would probably smell good to creatures who turn things on fire, and getting the scent of someone who's on fire isn't too wild of a quest. It's not like, I'd like to smell like bacon over... Yeah a campfire. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just want to be like a crispy person. I so think, Damien's uh, just going to crispy himself. Beyond the human limitations is a fine one, but I'm going to sort of edit it to be like, you do something beyond the normal means of getting a hellhound to act the way you want it to, because, and you would know this, Damien, hellhounds are one of Wrath's favorite, favorite tools. She loves sending those things to just cause messes, because it usually makes people mad when they have to clean up messes, and she just is like, yeah, delicious. They're really creatures of wanton destruction. They are just out there to just ruin as much as they can until they're stopped or ended somehow. And you have magically made yourself a focal point to sort of draw all of that ire onto you as opposed to letting it chaotically just spread and then hit other places with collateral damage. I will give the monsters a, a minus one forward if they do anything other than go after you. Coats himself in barbecue sauce. Yeah, you just sort of do that, like, crack it, dump it over your head, and it just, like, runs down. (laughs) So Um, this is quickly becoming one of Hugo's worst nightmares. He's going to try to see if there's any security cameras around. No. The the Summer's Crest Mall is only just now becoming a somewhat fancy mall. They've installed security in the parking lot to make sure that cars aren't broken into. They haven't gotten around to putting cameras in the the mall proper. Maybe some of the fancier stores have cameras, but they're private and they face inward towards the shops. Perfect. Anything else you want to try doing? Mm, I'd say that's just like, that's probably just knowledge that Hugo has from living in a town, knowing the locations and being aware. The small hellhound is going to rush past the larger one, Damien, and it is going to attempt to, like, climb you, essentially. (laughs) So I think it is just going to give in to your sort of, pay attention to me, magic effect. And so now you have this, like, scrambly, smoldering raccoon just sort of (laughs) going to town on your, your pants and trying to, like, climb up onto your back and scratch at you there. Meanwhile, the wolf doesn't seem to be in a rush. It's just emanating these like waves of heat and occasionally a little like flare of fire will shoot out from its rib cage. And uh, it seems to have its eyes trained on Aiden and Felicity. I would like to do something. Felicity okay. is uh, seriously spooked. So I would like 
to use magic to stop the monster like okay. I had done before. I got a good one. So that's 11 plus 2, so 13. And then I also have Hex. So when you cast this spell, as well as the normal effects, you can pick the following. But I'm going to pick the target immediately suffers to harm. Ignore armor. That's fun and impressive. Felicity does not want to die. <laughs> and I believe it just works without issues. So you don't even get any sort of glitches on that. Describe your magic. What does it look like when Felicity does this? It's going to be targeting the the hound, like the wolf. I want her to just reach her hand out and focus really hard, and then the flames on the wolf slow down a little bit till it just stops, and the fire stops coming off of it, and it's just frozen there in space. You wrestle your hand free from Aiden's, actually. Throw your hands up. I got this. The, the wolf, as it's kind of sort of stalking towards you ominously, it lifts its front paw up and doesn't put it down. And the flames, like you say, sort of slow and they shrink a little bit because they can't burn if they're frozen in time. And Aiden sees you do this and your hair actually starts to lift up a little bit. Uh, your eyes have that crackling energy that happens when you have your visions. And she's just wide-eyed, like... She's so, because yesterday you were telling her, or not even yesterday, like the morning, it's still the morning of the same day when you did magic on your swing. Like, this is what, the third time you've done magic ever? And you've stopped a hellhound right in its tracks? Yeah, and caused it to harm. So, yeah, I think it's like shuddering. It's, it's fighting against this magic that you've, you've done to it. Mm -hmm. And that's causing its like blackened body to sort of crack and splinter in certain spots as it tries to like just force its way forward and get through this temporal prison you've trapped it in. Sick. But that's very cool. Now it's stuck there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Has Agent Whitaker pulled the alarm yet, or are we saying he's he on has. his way to do that? No, he, that was his thing. The first, okay. like, shot we get of Agent Whitaker is him quickly glancing around and rushing over to pull the alarm. And okay. when, he did, when he did that, the shops all started to have lights go on in them. There's a ringing alarm now. You hear people who are, are not quite panicked yet because they haven't seen the smoke coming out. They're just like, oh, maybe it's a fire drill. I guess we'll head towards the exit. You have like some shoppers who are like, it's a fire drill. Let's just finish checking out for now. Like they're not taking it seriously yet. And they're obviously fighting with the retail workers who are like, that's a fire alarm. We gotta go. No, I can't take your credit card now, Mrs. Mulligan. Like, they just, you know, like it's, there's those sort of normal interactions. But people are starting to leave. Some of the, the shop workers come to the front of their shop and pull down a metal door as sort of a, a fire alarm protocol. Like, if you can, shut this so that the fire doesn't have a way to spread as easily. So some shops are closing. Somebody roll me a D8. All right, let me do that. I have my cute D8. That's a six. A six. Okay, yeah. So six of the shops are prepared and they're starting to close up. Which um, ones aren't? I would say the Edge and the Shades Shack, but like you can't really close that up. And Miscellany don't have the like metal doors to, to pull down to close. One of those little books. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll find out what happens to those places. You actually, Bethany, you know Sophia is in the edge. That's the last place yeah. you saw her go after she picked up her black market froyo from <laughs> Do I see her? Do I see her evacuate? You haven't seen her come out yet, no. But again, there's a lot of people in the mall. It's kind of hard to track unless you're like specifically like not paying attention to anything else being like, where's Sophia? I 
break off and go to find her. I, um, I run to the edge. I would say that's probably, it's act under pressure, I guess. Because <laughs> now you're trying to get through a crowd of people as they move and you're sort of going against the grain. That's an eight. Okay. I like to think that I'm like doing that thing where I'm like, excuse me, um, I really need to get through. I'm just, I'm trying to find someone. You're being too polite, be an emergency. Yeah. And then I'm like, get the fuck out! So I'm shoving people aside, like hitting people with my purse, trying to get through. I'm like, please get me the fuck through! Your price to pay, it's going to take you a while. And okay. then you also now are separated from the group. Raven's going to start to follow her, not at the same speed, but she's going to start going towards the shops that still have people in them and Mm -hmm. just be like hey this isn't a drill like don't panic but everyone needs to leave and try and like shuffle them in the opposite direction from the hellhounds and stuff and kind Mm -hmm. of like don't look back just go and she's gonna start trying to like shuffle people out and wave them through why don't you roll to help out help out okay so that's an eight you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. So by running around to the different shops and being like, you gotta go, you are actively not leaving yourself, which obviously puts you in more danger than the people that you're telling to leave. Um, and splitting the party further. And splitting the party further. And I will say, because I can't give plus one to like bystanders, I will give you a hold that you can add to any next move or plan you make later on the session to keep this event under wraps because you're keeping attention away from this little corner where the monster is and where Damien is now engaging with them. I think at this point, I'm going to make a keeper move. So there are those little central planters and some of them have water features. And in the reflection of the water, Wrath's appearance is sort of on the surface of the water, just rippling. And Aiden looks over to that water as Wrath calls out. She now has seen Felicity do this magic and halt her monster and so she says oh sister i understand now and aiden while she is worried about you felicity because you're there facing down this monster she is sort of almost compelled to go and speak to wrath and so she rushes over almost like leaps into the fountain to like splash and disperse the reflection image of wrath and she says call them off azazel your fight is with me and that laughter you know, rings through the air again. <laughs> I'm going to have Aiden roll an act under pressure, which means I need to get dice. So think about what you're going to do. My favorite part about this is that while everyone's doing their thing, Damien is speaking in the language of his people. <laughs> frozen the uh, raccoon that is actively assaulting Damien. No, you did <laughs> the correct thing. You did really good. Wolf that's slowly walking towards me. I like I to just... think the raccoon is just viciously licking the barbecue sauce off of it. <laughs> it might be evil, but it's still a raccoon deep down, and it's just like loving that he's covered in barbecue sauce. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, evil can't penetrate the raccoon vibes. A raccoon is evil second, a scavenger first. Yes. Raccoon's gonna raccoon. It wants that BBQ. And Damien wasn't smart to be like, I'm I'm gonna spread it on my leg and like target this. He was like, no, people just dump stuff on themselves. That's how it's done. That's what they do Uh, in the cartoons. So it's probably real life. It's everywhere he's vulnerable, like his face. So Aiden rolled an eight. Aiden is now, she's distracted. 
as Dazel's playing off the, the chaos that her creatures are causing and trying to sort of separate your divine friend from the group and keep her attention on Wrath and away from the monster where she's probably more needed. But Aiden has history with Wrath, so she's going to lean into that to try and chase her away, maybe get her to negotiate a, a truce or something. That's that for now. Who else has a move now to deal with these critters? As the Hellhound Wolf finally takes that second step and its flames start to build again. Are there any fire extinguishers around? Perhaps uh, underneath the fire alarm. I would there imagine. might be some near other people too. Is that what you're looking for though? An extinguisher? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, what are you attempting to do with said extinguisher? I mean, obviously probably shoot it at the monster. Believe it or not, <laughs> if there is one near Whitaker, he mm-hmm. will attempt to put out some flames with the fire extinguisher. And okay. if that doesn't work, he'll like, you know, bash it over the head with it because it's a heavy metal object. Let's say that you you do grab that extinguisher and I'll let you roll kick some ass if you want against yes. this monster. I would like to roll some kick some ass. That's a 12, baby. That's Ooh. a 12. All right. That's a delicious, delicious 12. <laughs> what a bonus are you going to take? I love the you force them where you want them thing, but I'm trying to think, is there like a strategic place we could move this big old hellhound that isn't like right here? Is there like anywhere I could push it more out of the way or like into the pond, the, 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 like the little fountain or whatever? If you can get it to honestly stay where it is, the people are leaving. Okay. And if you can, If you can keep it from continuing further into the mall, you won't allow it to burn as much right because you're keeping it in this one corner that'll limit the damage that's done to the whole building and there's less of a chance that someone is still around that area because they would have seen the smoke and and left probably yeah in that case i would like to force it where i want it and by that i mean knock it onto the ground all right do i get to inflict harm on you i think i do even though you even though you succeed so otherwise i could have picked like suffer less harm that yes. would have been the, the thing. What will happen instead, the hellhound, as you wrench the fire extinguisher off the, the wall, you aim it at this thing just as it's about to move again and go after Felicity, and it it gets a face full of extinguisher as you bravely run up and just blast it, point blank. But unfortunately, it's big. Wolves are big, and this one seems to have been enlarged by the you know infernal energy coursing through it. And so as as you hit its face and hurt it in that way by hitting it with this cold blast, the flames on its body pick up a little bit more to try and fight that and keep its body heat up. You need to figure out how much harm that would do because it's not really a a weapon. But I'll say I'll say you do three harm to this this wolf. That's a nasty nasty hit you've given it. But it's going to use its move back at you and use burn, which is uh, two harm, ignore non-magic armor or protection. It's also flashy and has the collateral tag. So as you try to extinguish part of it, the part that is still on fire that isn't being targeted flares up and releases this wave of flame that is going to catch some of the like fake plants on fire. So those are now burning and you take to harm from this big dramatic flash of fire, like a solar flare, but coming from the wolf's body. Does anyone want to try and protect Agent Whitaker from that move? Yes, I'm just trying to figure out how. <laughs> Use your ice magic, wizard man. Doesn't yeah, Hugo get s- some sort of bonus when he helps? Uh, well, for protecting, he, 
he gets a shield when he protects people. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid how he'd be able to protect from a distance because of where he probably is positioned currently, unless he can just rush in and then stand in front of the flames, which doesn't seem very effective. Well, we could say that, like, as Agent Whitaker ran over to get the fire extinguisher, the two of you are the most experienced. I would think you're sort of almost instinctually acting as, like, a team against this thing, trying to flank it or whatever. So as the fires spring out, you would be in close enough position to the monster to do something maybe to limit that attack or or reduce its dangerousness. All right, I'll give it a shot. Didn't you get a spell, too? I thought one of your level ups was a a spell that allowed you to protect better. Yeah, that's the shield. It causes me to take Uh, two less harm. Okay. Roll plus tough. Ten. And on a ten choose an extra let's go with the inflict harm on the enemy interesting all right so agent whitaker you're still going to get blasted but that gives hugo an opening as well how are you inflicting this harm hugo well do i not prevent the harm that they would take when you prevent harm to another character well plus tough on a seven plus you protect them okay but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get okay so that must mean going even from seven up, that happens. So I'll say with you getting in front of him, you'll take the one and he'll take one. You sort of split that, that flare between the two of you. But I will take nothing because magical spells. So you have to use magic to activate that shield? No. Nope. Or it just happens? When you protect someone, gain two armor against any harm that is transferred to you. I like that. So Hugo rushes next to you, Lonnie, as you're blasting this thing. And just what does your shield spell look like, Hugo? So you're going to see the tattoo that's on his wrist that's underneath his watch actually burns through the watch a little bit. Mm. And he gets a slight glow on his back from where the fire is hitting him. Nice. But it sort of wraps around him as if it's hitting like a glass dome, I guess. That's very cool. And then you do harm to the creature too with with your bonus. What a combo. So that bubble of protective magic you use, you then just sort of like arc your back and send it into the hellhound, which knocks it and pushes it even more than the fire extinguisher blasts against it. And because it's magic, it knocks this wolf and it crashes into one of those tile concrete benches and it, it slumps to the ground. The fire in it flickers, flickers, flickers and goes out and smoke starts to just like pour from it, like a fire that has been sprayed with water to douse it. Meanwhile, the raccoon hellhound is still scrambling around you, Damien. <laughs> it's, it's comical in a way, if it weren't absolutely terrifying, and you all weren't worried for your friend. So would Damien know that he should jump in the water with this thing? Or does he know uh, that yeah, it doesn't I really going to work? He would know that water is an obvious tactic to use against these things. Why don't you investigate a mystery? And with that, you can find out how much Damien actually knows about like the specifics of Hellhounds. And Raven, uh, don't you get to do that also if it's the first time you've seen a monster? Yes. I think I did that. Or you asked what it can do, right? With that yeah. question? Yeah, 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 yeah. I still have my, on fire. I still have my connect the dots question, but I'm holding that because none of them really applied at all. It has to be like after some stuff has happened. So I'm curious how we're going to get Felicity cornered now. It's going to be really scary. Uh, so I rolled 12 on the die, minus one sharp, total of 11. So I get to hold two. That's still very good. I'm going to ask, what can hurt it? Damien, in your experiences in the place apart, when the demon 
princes and princesses would fight, they would sometimes bring monsters to that place to do battle. And occasionally there have been times where the monsters have clashed almost territorially like wild animals on, on the human world. It actually is almost serendipitous that like you're here while Wrath is causing trouble because Leviathan and Azazel have always had sort of a rivalry in terms of the domains that they often will utilize. And so cold, temperature-wise, which water often is, which is why water is, is helpful. Water itself, not really like a weakness, but the coldness of water definitely helps against these beasts. Also salt, but you know that because salt can be damaging to all demons. And cold iron, iron that has been reduced in temperature also has been effective against monsters like this. Okay. Can I ask what is being concealed here? You know that Wrath is, to put it in sort of a weird way, she's a go-getter. She does not quit. She has been on the job of causing problems for humans since day one. She hates them. She is so angered by them and their situation in relation to hers. And you know that her plans are usually multi-leveled or have some twist to them. And as this like raccoon beast is like, you're wrestling with it and you're bigger than it. So it's not like posing a, a big challenge. You know, you got it to focus on you and that was your goal. But you're watching your fellow agent and Hugo go up against this wolf and see them relatively quickly take it out. And you think, that can't be it. And as you have that thought, the body of the hellhound wolf crumbles as if it's made of very charred wood. And it falls as coals and embers that spill out onto the ground. But as they spill out, they glow and begin to rise with more heat. And a paw breaks out of the ground underneath these embers. And another and it starts to rise up out of the ashes, a new form of this hellhound wolf. And as it materializes, as the coals build and burn and the fire kindles a skeleton and then fills that in with the dark, oily, smoky fur, not one head, but two. And the hellhound rises now, a two-headed wolf, that flame burning still. And you gather these things will not die unless the thing that kills them is something they're weak to. And so that magic blast from Hugo, while it was effective, they're not inherently weak to magic, and so it was not a finisher. And that's what you find out, or reason out, as a, a demon from a different court, basically. So to reiterate, salt, cold, and cold water slash steel are the weaknesses that can kill it outright, but they have to be the thing that actually finishes the creature or it will come back stronger and more angry and felicity <laughs> you now start to panic because you were feeling a bit relieved at first like oh my friends did it my vision was wrong but this thing is back now and looks even more frightening and you feel your heart leap up into your throat damien is going to attempt to carry this raccoon towards the food venue so he can kill it with salt. <laughs> okay. And pulverize it with a salt shaker. That'll take and you a little while. And yeah, like it's, it, it's going to take think, him a while. I think while you immediately going. have that thought. Yeah. And he's going to start shouting about, uh, get salt or <laughs> cold water or steel. 
Okay, you shout out this to your friends. Anyone in the vicinity can hear this. I think that includes Lonnie, Hugo, and Felicity. Raven and Bethany, you have moved away from this little fight zone, and so you, you don't pick up on that weakness announcement. All right, Felicity is going to run to the citrine kumquat to try to gather some froyo. So she's going to run and jump behind the counter and just mm-hmm. start pouring froyo into some buckets to go dump on the monster. Okay. As you do this, out the door from like the back door, Jesse, the guy who was working there before, comes out and sees you and he's like, what are you doing? We have to leave. Why don't you try and manipulate someone to convince him that it's very important for you to get Froyo, even though there's a fire somewhere? <laughs> really gave him so much loose change. Just now, like, I need the rest of this. He didn't make a good impression at the beginning. I don't know. Oh, no, I have zero charm. <laughs> You're weird. Got another 11. All right, so I'm going to manipulate him. Uh, 10 plus, they'll do it for the reason you gave them. What reason do you give him? It's an emergency. I need Froyo. Don't ask questions. Leave. Okay. That's it. That's the reason. <laughs> That's the reason. Emergency and I need it. I yep. think he, he nods and he says, oh, all right, uh, but I'm going to help you carry it. No, he, no, no, no. I'm going to put the fire out with the Froyo. You got to go. And he's like, you're never going to be able to carry enough. Let me. And so he like also starts to fill a, a little like bucket with the Froyo. <laughs> we may have a new friend, guys. Yeah, maybe. Let's jump to Bethany. You rush over to the edge, which is our hot topic equivalent. And I think as you arrive, you see your sister standing in the entryway and calling to whoever is inside. And she's saying, come on, Tristan, we have to go. Just leave it. I walk over and I grab her hand. So when there's a fire alarm that's going off, what don't you understand about get out? We have to go. I am. I am. Tristan won't come. He's too busy. And she's just sort of like in a panicked state yelling at you. Tristan, who works at the the edge, isn't coming. Tristan can take care of himself. You should leave now, okay? He's an adult boy. He can take care of himself. You should get going, okay? Go ahead and manipulate her. Right. You're telling her to leave her workplace crush behind, so. That's a six. Oh, no. She's offended. Even with your bonus, it's a six? Yeah, even with my bonus, it's a six. Well, on a fail, she's angry or offended. She says... I thought you understood. You're always going on about the power of true love and everything. I need to get him out of there. And so she like she actually rushes back into the store instead of leaving. Grab her by the shoulders, and I'm going to use a power of mine. It is called Trust Me, and it is when you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, roll plus charm. I grab her by the shoulders, and I tug her behind the set of Paramore scarves. I say, Sophia, this is secret time. The world is weird and basically i just want you to think doctor who right now remember all the weird shit in doctor who i'm gonna tell you right now that shit may or may not be real and it may or may not be in the mall and i am willing to explain this to you further but you have to keep your mouth shut and get out it's a boy boys are not that big a deal in the end they're going to give up on you they're going to leave you behind right now your safety is much more important than some stupid boy who hasn't even paid attention to you this whole fucking time if he liked you he would have left with you also, monsters are real, and I will get in on that. Please leave them all. What's this? Whitaker and Hugo are crumbling to ashes? <laughs> <laughs> and that's an eight. Uh, and an eight is, on a seven to nine, they do it, but the keeper chooses one from, they either ask you a hard question first, they stall and dither a while, or they have a better idea. 
but I really want this to work. So I'm going to use my first luck point to get her out. Oh, interesting. Ooh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it is your sister. That's where Bethany would waste luck. Like, that's where she would throw yeah. it. So she she nods, and not only are you appealing to her sense of fandom, you know, because, like, people who are into, like, Doctor Who and, like, all that stuff, they, there's always that, like, voice in the back of your head for, like, to be I kind of want it to be real. That'd be so cool. Uh, yeah. And you're telling her, like, not only that, but also you're giving her, like, wisdom in relation to relationships, which she probably would never have asked you for. But since you're giving it spontaneously, it's really hitting home. She's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know she cared this much about my personal relationship side of my life. And so she, she just nods and she says, okay, okay, right. What, you have to come too then. Let, let's go. I'll get the stupid boy. You head out. Mom's probably outside already. And when you say that, she's like, oh my God, mom. All right, yeah, be safe. And so she like gives you a quick hug and then runs out and heads towards Rosé and Clay to make sure that your mom is, is leaving. Do you then go into further into the yeah. edge and try and find Tristan, who's being an idiot? I'm like, Tristan, that's your name, right? Tristan, you have to leave. It's a fucking fire alarm. I'm looking around for this, this boy. You see he like comes out the like back door where like only staff is allowed to go and he's got like a milk crate filled with like vinyls. Damn it, that fucker. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, and like I, I get it, but I, I, as your, I as your keeper have to admit I know nothing about collectible records, but like they're good ones. This is like the stuff he puts on in the store so that he doesn't have to listen to like the pop music that would normally be played. And so he's like, oh, Bethany, what's up? I had... I mean, it's my sanity at stake here. Hey, asshole. My sister's been in here asking for you to come up for forever. She could have fucking got burnt to a crisp if this was a real emergency. I don't know how real it is right now. Get the fuck out with your stupid vinyls. You may have cost two lives instead of just one. And I grab by the shoulder and I start pushing him out of the store. Okay, yeah. He's like, whoa, watch the fringe or whatever. He's got like some like weird like black denim fringe jacket on. We, we don't have enough time really to get into like who uh, Tristan LaValle is as a person, but <laughs> you either think he's cool or you hate him outright because you realize he's not as cool as he tries to appear. <laughs> Bethany is, I think since Sophia has started talking about him, very much the latter. Yeah. I mean, he, he's like your age, Bethany, and yeah. clearly just, he's way too into what he thinks of himself and his persona, basically. He does leave. He was getting his thing that he like had to save because he doesn't care about the rest of the, the merchandise in the store. He thinks it's all gone to hell since like, <laughs> you know, mid 2000s. He's rushing out. He's got his little private collection. But that'll wrap that scene up. Let's jump back to Raven. Where do you think you're at now, Raven? You're helping to get people out and trying to be a voice of authority or at least you yeah. know, real warning. So she was trying to herd the stragglers out. And then I think once she got the bulk of them kind of heading towards the door, she's going to like U-turn and try and make her way back to the group. As you are waving people through the doors, like she's probably holding a door open, right? Yeah. Um, you come back from there once the last person leaves and you're like, all right, is anybody else? And you come onto the edge, you see Tristan go by and he's like, Raven? And you're just like, get out of here. He's like, oh, geez, okay. Get out yourself. You see Bethany stepping out of the edge and you both see at miscellany, Granny Jones is standing in the entryway of the store and she's got something in her hand and she's like marching back and forth in that doorway. 
she's got like a book open and she's got something in her hand. So that's what you Raven's, see there. Raven's going to run up to her and like yep. try not to startle her because she knows she's really old, but just be like, hey, do you need help getting outside? There's a fire alarm. Like you need to, you need to get to safety. Are you okay? When you get to her, she's mumbling something under her breath. You can't really make it out. It's, it's almost like it's muffled. Is there anyone else left in the store? Are you the only one? You see that Doug, the like bearded, thicker gamer guy, he's not there. You do see Mira, and she's in the back of the store doing something else. Can't really see what she's doing, but she's like amongst the bookshelves, and you see her like running back and forth amongst like shelves of books. I feel like Raven wouldn't know her name. She's probably seen her a few times, but probably never talked to her. Like, like, recognizes that she works there. You know who she is, but you've never, like, talked with her long enough to be like, oh, I know your name now. It's like, she's that girl that works at Miss Laney. Yeah, she's she's gonna, like, call across the store and be like, hey, what are you, we need to leave. Come on, let's go. What are you Mm -hmm. doing? You need to help me get everyone out. Mira doesn't react to what you're saying. And Granny Jones pauses for a second and looks up at you. She kind of waves you away, like, get out of here, and keeps going back to doing her pacing. She's got this white powder in her hand, and she's letting it fall between her fingers as she's pacing back and forth. There's like a trail of it now in the doorway. Cocaine. Um. (laughs) (laughs) This will protect us. She's about to do a line (laughs) off the floor. Yeah, the biggest line anyone has ever done. Oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. Why don't you investigate a mystery? Okay. This is very confusing for you. Yes, this is. Me and Raven, we're very confused. <laughs> okay, that's a 10. Okay. What is being concealed here? Raven, you finally get fed up and you're like, I gotta get this old lady out of here. So you yeah. reach to just like grab her and like move her physically away from the store. Your hand <clears throat> hits this barrier that you can't see and you like go again. It's like... Doom. It's like glass, and you can't reach through it. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, when you pound on it, you see this like light, almost pearlescent shimmer just sort of across the whole front surface of Miscellany. Oh, across the whole like store? Like the whole front of the store, yeah, has this shimmery field that just sort of ripples across it in a wave. So is Raven... You're right outside the storefront. Okay. And, and you know, there's the two windows and then like a little indent to be where the door would open yep. up and that whole front that's where granny jones has been pacing back and forth and dropping and she's on the inside of that sugar yeah she's inside of it you know what i think i think raven's gonna she's gonna try and get back to the group she's like i have no idea what's happening here but they appear to be protected somehow like we're gonna file this away and we're gonna process this later but you still have another question uh, how about what can it do? I don't know if that's super applicable. It, it could also works. kind of thinking about what's going on in front of her, but also still thinking about her friends and the monsters. And I imagine if Agent Whitaker got hurt, you know, there's like yelling and scuffling. Like she is aware that she needs to get back to them. So uh-huh. either the creatures or Granny Jones, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see Granny Jones, and she's whatever she's sprinkling is creating this barrier, but also you hear a second howl, and then a third howl, and you look, and that's when you see that whatever happened to that first wolf, it now has two heads, and you see Hugo and Agent Whitaker backing up from it, and you can hear Damien, like, yelling something as he runs over to Citrine Kumquat, <laughs> with this raccoon that's just sort of gnawing on his back. And Damien, take a harm. I feel like at this point, you've at least taken one harm from, from Demon Raccoon. <laughs> Hellfire, Trash Panda. So you know 
you know that whatever Granny Jones has, it must be intended to protect or somehow forbid entry into miscellany with the substance she's got. And as you're standing there thinking, she reaches out past the field as if it's not there. It's not even that you see her like pass through it. It's just she moves her hand out easily and takes your hands. She looks at you and she says, you seek the truth, go and find it. And with one hand, she makes you cup your hand and just starts dumping the leftover granules of what she was holding and sprinkling into your hand. And she just closes her book and turns back and you see Mira skip through the bookshelves like up to Granny uh, Jones and just kind of like lean over and like they're talking. You can't hear them. It's like there's a barrier for sound once she's back inside the shop. And Mira grins and looks at you and is like, big thumbs up. (laughs) Uh, Raven's going to give like a cautious thumbs up back at her and then kind of like cup the stuff really tightly and start sprinting back towards the group. Bethany, are you going to run with Raven to this? You're kind of there. You, you see this interaction happen, and, and you're also a little bit baffled, but you're, you know, you're catching the tail end of it as you leave the edge um, and come up to Raven. I, I look at the granny. I'm like, do you have any more? <laughs> if Bethany's uh, right there while all this happens, yeah, Raven right would there. definitely look at her and be like, come on, let's go, before mm-hmm. running off. We wouldn't just take off without her. Right. There, there'd be some kind of exchange. Yeah, acknowledgement. I see Raven's nod, and I look at Granny. I'm like, "Do you have any more?" Or she's she's already inside the shop, so like she's she's out of vocal range. It seems. Before I go, because I was just researching so much of this for a good portion of my time, I kneel down and I very fast take a little finger of it and I give it a smell. I do the classic wafts technique that researchers are taught, and then mm-hmm. I I take a taste only after if there's no scent to it. Okay, there isn't really a scent, but when you lick it, it's salt. Uh, I don't mess up the wine that she's made. I, I nod and I... You kind of lick your finger first, put it in the white line, and then yeah. like lick it again. I just don't want to disrupt their line because you got to make that line tight. So <laughs> I sprint after Raven. Yeah, so together you guys go, and Raven, you're just sort of cupping this handful of salt that you were given <laughs> from Granny Jones. She is um, hanging on for dear life, making sure that none of it shakes out as she's running. She's yep. so scared about losing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very important, very yeah. powerful. Anyone else have a move? Have I gotten a bucket of Froyo yet? Yeah, we can say that you and Jesse have filled, like, when you, like, say, I want to put the fire out with the Froyo, he, like rushes into the back and gets a mop bucket basically and like fills that with some water but like has it dunked under so you basically have not pure froyo but very cold slushy soft wet froyo in a bucket is he coming with me he he is saying he wants to like help you carry it because it's heavy like okay a lot of liquid in a bucket is is pretty heavy so i'm gonna say all right don't freak out the fire is a dog we have to go don't freak out the fire is a dog. Whitaker and Hugo are having aneurysms. <laughs> yeah, Whitaker and Hugo, who you swore not to tell anyone about the secrets of the world to. <laughs> the reason Hugo and Whitaker haven't taken any actions in the past half an hour is because they are now dust. If he's gonna come with me and help me, I don't want him to freeze when we get there and be like, uh, the fire mm-hmm. is a dog. I mean, no, Whitaker is going to have some words for you. <laughs> you could attempt to convince him not to come. It would be tough. Nah, I'll have him come. 
<laughs> Felicity needs all the help that she can get carrying this bucket. Mm-hmm. She's not the strongest. Act under pressure. Okay. So yeah, Jesse, the fire's a dog. I got a six. It's actually a five. Huh? I'm, using, I'm using one of my whole penalties against you. On no! This no matter what. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta follow the rules. <laughs> Wait, does that give me experience? Yeah, you or fail the roll. And so you're telling him, like, as you're lifting this bucket, like, over and through the door. It's one of those, like, doors on a hinge that can just, like, swing back and forth, right? So that they can go from behind the counter out to the yeah. serving area, clean the tables, etc. And as you're saying, so don't freak out, the fire is a dog. And you say that, and he kind of, like, looks back at you for a second. He's like, the what? And and he drops the bucket of Froyo, no! <laughs> which just shlosh, spills all over the ground, and he kind of like slips in it, and it's like, oh, fuck, oh. and- and he freaked out! Yeah. He done freaked out, Jesse. He done, he done freaked yeah. out. And so he's just like, oh, damn it. Listen, we gotta go. I'm sure the fire department can handle this. All right, you leave. You're like backing up away from him as he's like reaching out to be like, no, come on. And he doesn't want to like, force himself to like pull you because he's just like i don't know this girl's freaking out i can't so he is just like all right i'm going and so he gets up and and makes his way out of there i was just kidding the fire's not a dog have a nice night (laughs) okay oh my god so jesse staffordshire books it he gets out of there so that's your move that didn't go so well are you gonna go from there back to the fight are you gonna try and fill another bucket what's your next go to thing i'm gonna try to fill another bucket (laughs) <laughs> get a container ready. I will say this. Just as Jesse goes around the corner, mm-hmm. Damien rushes up with this flaming raccoon that he's trying to contain in his arms. And he's just like, I need salt! Like, All right, yep. I'm, I'm on it. Actually, Damien. Felicity, can we get a container for this guy? Like, do they have one of those coolers with the little wire lines where they'd put like soft drinks or little to-go cups. Sorry, sir, I don't work here. I don't know. They're like uh, on display? Sure. Yeah. Yep. There's definitely one of those. Let's go put them in it. Yeah. Like, Natalie, is there some sort of like cooler or storage We can lock them in the freezer. Where the toppings are, underneath that is like a refrigerated like set of shelves. So it's cold under there because it has to keep all the ingredients cold. Perfect. That's that's where this guy's going. Go. I'll help you put him in there. All right. Good I will God. say, Damien, why don't you try to kick some ass? Because while you are just sort of containing it, you're using its weakness against it. So I'm going to say it's that. And if you want to roll help out, Felicity, you can. Okay. I have a minus one to tough. So a uh, seven. Five. You got another five? Yeah. Felicity's trying her best. She was doomed in this fight from the start. It's not her fault. She goes to, like, remove a a shelf from inside the freezer, and, like, you pull it out, but because that Froyo slick is now spreading, you slip in it and fall down and are basically not going to help Damien out at all. You're on your butt with a great... Covered in Froyo. Getting covered in Froyo, and it's it's awful. You try to stand Uh, up, you slip again. You just make snow angels in the Froyo. Damien, you throw this flaming raccoon critter into the freezer, and you're, like, trying to close the door on it, basically. It's biting your fingers. It's going to do two harm as it's, like, just, like, biting you. Its fangs are made of magma. Like, they're fiery teeth. 
in your human form, you're not bleeding, but everywhere it's bitten you, it looks immediately cauterized, just blackened holes and where like your slime was burned away a little. But you will do two harm to it as it is trapped in that freezer and, and feeling the cold start to affect it. This is now property of the EC agency. We've got to get this thing back. You can't separate uh-huh. this cooler from the counter. It's like built in. We're going to need another container. <laughs> oh, so please that we on get it. This thing back <laughs> to the EC agency. Do you have your own agency, Damien? We don't have a lot of resources <laughs> quite yet, but we're working on it. Uh, the first Sounds step good. is hiring personnel. Felicity, and he's going to reach out and like drop some gold earrings and stuff. Okay, you now work for the Edgecrest Agency, and your first <laughs> mission is to find a container. On it, sir! So, Damien, you're still there, just sort of struggling to keep this door closed. Yeah. And as you're fighting it, flares of fire are coming out the crack in the door. This raccoon is basically doing that flare move, the burn attack, but it's being hit by the aluminum walls of the freezer and, like, keeping it pretty much under control. You start to smell burning plastic and other, like, all the ingredients on the top are being melted from the bottom. So this citrine kumquat is going to need a remodel by the end of this. Whoops. Lonnie and Hugo. The hellhound wolf is now risen from the ashes. With its two heads, they're both now growling and snarling and little bits of like lava are dripping from its open mouth. Each head is looking at you, almost as if it's not sure which one of you to go after first. Um, So I think the strategy right now is because we've got other people getting salt and ice and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Our strategy is just to contain. I should be saying this in Lonnie's voice. I think our strategy right now is to contain (laughs) this thing. Uh, he's telling Hugo this. So I don't know what kind of magic you have up your sleeve there, but um, is there like any sort of, you know, when there's like a sale going on, they'll put like one of those, not really banners, but it's like a little sign, 50% off everything in the store. If there are any of those around, like I just need something that I can lift and is vaguely flat that I can use to kind of push it back without having to touch it. Yeah, you basically want to keep distance between yourself and the, the flames of its chest. I need some sort of barrier, so yeah, so I can... Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, the Shades Shack, it's like got poles with a, an awning sort of tent thing over it, and you could maybe like pull away one of the poles of that to use as a, a thing to create distance for yourself. That's as good a strategy as any. I think I think Whitaker's going to try to do that. Okay. By any chance, is there another one of those that could be used as a spear? I mean, there's four of them holding up this awning, so you guys kind of could look at each other and be like, huh? Yeah? Okay. And, like, team it up. I specifically want a spear because it's an old-fashioned weapon. Oh, it's good stuff. And if not a spear, a staff, you know. And it's not an axe. <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. an axe. <laughs> yep. What are you going to... Is this a kick some ass roll? Are you going to run over, grab a pole, and start to beat on this thing, or...? My goal, I, I don't know what Hugo's goal is, but me, Agent Lonnie Whitaker, my goal is to just keep this thing from attacking anyone else or moving anywhere just so we can keep it in one place by the time that our real enforcements come in. Agreed. Because otherwise it's going to start running around and catching fire to more things, I would think, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah, so you're still on containment. I'll say... Because you're not actively trying to damage it since you have heard Damien say the things that can damage it. Right. We'll say this is an act under pressure. All right. That's a 10. Very nice. Okay. That plus three. Oof, it's nice. So do what you set out to do. And this right. is also like if there is anyone 
in the mall still, this would be like a way to get this out of their line of sight. Yeah, and like you also, because it's the two of you doing this, did you roll Hugo or not yet? Uh, should I roll to help out in this case? Uh, or should I roll to let's act see. under pressure? Your help grants them plus one to their roll, or your help grants them plus one, you expose yourself. Let's make this a joint move, and I'll let you like use your act under pressure roll to like play off of what Whitaker achieves with this. But basically, you're working in tandem. So you guys pull the awning off of Shade Check, and between the two, you run at it with the, the banner still in between the two poles. Uh, so not only is it a visual barrier, but you're now like blocking this thing's sight by kind of going to either side of the creature. Okay, and I got a nine, so that okay. should help. That's hopefully. that helps a little bit. Yeah, you get a hard choice or a price to pay. So yeah, the two of you, you're using these poles to block against the snapping jaws of this hellhound as it reaches out for you, but you're keeping its line of sight on the two of you because it can't just look through the the banner. Hugo, with your nine, I think it's going to. You see it getting frustrated, and if you if you keep doing this. It's going to use its burn move again to try and clear the area of obstacles, those being the two of you. So I will, I will say that you get a bit of a heads up that like a burn attack is coming and you're going to have to find cover if you don't want to just take the hit. If you take the hit and absorb that burn, I'll say that you succeed in keeping this thing in the spot you want it. He has set on his path. He's going to keep going. Okay. I'm not technically supposed to let a monster damage you guys unless you kick some ass first, so... Ha, get fucked, Hellhound. (laughs) We're untouchable. I guess we will cut away as you both see the Hellhound's eyes glowing and the flames on its back rising and and building up for this big uh, blowout move it's going to try and the next chance it gets. Bethany and Raven, you guys are rushing up. You see Hugo and Lonnie are both fending off this Hellhound, trying to keep it in this corner of the mall. I will say that the plants that it set on fire the first time are now blazing. And there is actively a fire in the mall, not just a creature on fire. There are fires that are gonna spread if something isn't done and the fire department doesn't come soon to, to deal with the problem. Raven will run up to Agent Whitaker and Hugo and just be like, I have magic salt from an old lady. Is that anything? <laughs> you guys both heard Damien say salt hurts them. Yeah, Raven did not, but yeah, I feel Raven like he's aware know that it is salt and that it can make a barrier. Yeah, thing. Bethany would have told you, I assume, as, as you guys are both running up together. Does it make yeah, a barrier? I feel like when she's holding it, she could tell that it's like crystallized mm-hmm. salt. So she's just holding it out to you guys like, you're I the experts, what do I do? Now, Agent Whitaker did not bring his gun into a mall because of course not, yes. but he does keep a knife on him. And I think mm-hmm. that's reasonable. He's going to try taking the knife out with his free hand and just without stabbing Raven, <laughs> wipe it along the salt and then just chuck it into the hellhound to see if that do- does anything. I'll tell you this, and you would know this, the salt is not going to stick to the knife. Like, it's not sticky. Oh, okay. I was, you know what I mean? So I you have to lick the legends. salt first. You would have to, like, knife. lick the knife and then dip it in the salt. <laughs> like yeah. a margarita. And please warn Raven before you do that, because she's going to be real freaked out. <laughs> right. That was, that was an Emery assumption that, like, you know, like, steel blades that have been, like, doused in salt could, uh, yeah. earth and, or, like, it's like, like a way of sort of blessing it or, do you know, yeah, empowering yeah, yeah. it. That could work if the blade was, like, dipped in salt water, or, again, if there was salt, like, crusted on the blade somehow. All right, all right. So it's, we made yeah. this fountain a saltwater fountain. There is water over there, the and Aiden is still like splashing around in the water, basically, and like talking. But you don't—you're not really paying attention to her conversation. 
That's a pretty good idea, actually. Chuck it in the water. Really? I, like, I think it's magical. You want me to just throw it in the fountain? <sighs> the hellhound begins roaring and snarling. It actually snaps on the metal bar that you're holding, Agent Whitaker, as, as Raven is, like, questioning your direction. <laughs> Raven, I swear to God, we can always get more salt, but we only have moments to spare here. Okay, got it. And she's gonna run to the fountain and, like, okay. spread it out into the water. He's gonna, he's gonna toss her his knife. Dip this in there. She does, but I don't think she would try and catch it. I'm pretty sure she would see that he's throwing it to her, and she'd, like, step out of the way and then pick it up off the ground. He'd be like, got it. Okay. And then run. Yep. <laughs> she would not try to catch a knife being thrown to her. Mm-hmm. Yep. She does okay, not have enough coordination for that. Not enough cool. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonnie's used to, like, throwing a knife and people just grabbing it out of the air, like... Other hardened agents, just like, I don't care. What end I grab, I'll take it. I'm sure he threw it very professionally, handle first, like... Hugo, I would like you to kick some ass because this wolf is about to snap at Raven. I'd rather protect someone, but I'm gonna kick some ass. (laughs) Story of Hugo's life. (laughs) Hugo Rashad, an autobiography. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that's that's a problem. Oh, is it bad? Oh, that's a four. Oh, oh, baby. All right. Oh, that's going to hurt. You jinxed him. On a miss, you get your ass kicked instead. Hugo, as Lonnie and, and Raven are having this discussion, you've been having to pick up the slack, right? So you you've been taking a lot of the bite moves and using your martial arts training and sort of treating this awning pole as a bow staff, but there are two heads on this thing. And so one of them, after it chomps down on Lonnie's pole, swings over and chomps down on yours. And and you're like, block that. You elbow hit the other head to keep it from biting your leg. And when you knock its head away, and that burn attack happens and blasts you. And because this is a two-headed hellhound, what was the last burn attack? You took two harm the last time? Yeah, or well, okay. we split it up. We split it up. Right, right, right. You split it up. For Hugo. So it's forearm now of like fire as it just like flares. Uh, and most of its attention's on you. It, it's almost like a fire breath, honestly. A little less directed than that because it kind of just bursts from this thing's throat. Its jaw kind of just hangs loosely as the fire gouts towards you. If you want to use any shields or anything like that, you can. But it's only when I protect people. Only when you protect. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Hugo, you get torched. And he is definitely unstable right now. Mm-hmm. Oof. All right. So, I will say, well, yeah, because you don't inflict harm because that was a fail. Make sure you mark your experience. This is not what I meant when I said I wanted to go to Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the clothes you have are now also kind of smoldering and burning and like, I don't know, what, what was Hugo wearing as like his base outfit to the mall? He was smart enough to wear cotton. Okay. That's good. It's not melting into your skin. That's, that's good. But your arms are very scalded. And I'm going to say, because it was a failure, you drop the, the bar, because that also heats up, and holding it is going to cause you more, more trouble. Let's jump over to Felicity and Damien. That's you guys have Felicity now. <laughs> Agent yes. representative of the Edgecrest Agency. <laughs> So Felicity, you and Damien have this little raccoon in the freezer. It's it's trying to get out. Doesn't like it in there. Yeah, we've got to get some sort of container for this thing. 
some sort of like cooler with wheels or like a box. Felicity is gonna try to, yeah, she'll go look for a, uh, for a container. Something a little more stable than okay. the uh, freezer it is currently in. It's probably an act under pressure again. Okay. Or you know what? Just you go, you go look for it. But I'm going to use another penalty and say that you can't find anything. Shoot. I can't find anything. I mean, you don't know the ins and outs of a Froyo place, right? You're just sort of scrambling and there's like styrofoam cups and cardboard things and like little taster test cups and things. It's just like, you know, there's nothing useful here because I'm it's meant sorry, to I don't work here. ice cream. Yeah. So Damien, I'm going to need you to, to fight this raccoon again. It's going to try and get out unless you kick its butt some more. All right, let's roll God, to I kick some ass. I have a minus one, so it's not going to be as much fun. Uh, so instead of a nine, it's an eight. Can I at least plus? use my my life drain on it so I get a health back before it gets if, me for if, two? Yeah, if you would like to. It's little burn move is going to burn you for two, but you're using your life drain, and you have it in the cold, so it's going to take that cold effect again, Perfect. which I think will be two, and then your, your life drain is one? Yes. Okay. So you, it, it like bites your hand and you just kind of wince and are like, dang it, you little mongrel, and suck some of its energy out into you, which heals you a little bit, but sort of just cancels out the damage you were taking from its fiery fangs. And as it's gnawing on you and you, you're pulling on it, pulling on it, pulling on it, you finally manage to like wrench your hand away and just slam that freezer door closed. And you hear skitter, 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 skitter. Skitter, 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 and then nothing. You kind of like peek inside and you just see a frozen, chilled pile of cinders and it doesn't seem to be moving. Yeah, uh, high five. <laughs> Even though you did all of it. <laughs> yeah, she high fives you and you're like, ow, oh, my hand, it just bit. <laughs> well, we've got to get this back to. The East Agency, they have better resources to study this than ours. Do you uh, scoop the ashes okay. into like a large Froyo bucket? I have this, I have this styrofoam cup <laughs> with a cover. This is all I found. Uh-huh. I, I saw people walking around the mall with those styrofoam cups. That's absolutely what I want to carry these ashes Perfect. in. Perfect. Okay. it'll fit. Yeah. See, we, we didn't kill it. We just made it fit better. Right? The container that we found. <laughs> this is much safer. Mm-hmm. We're a good agency. <sighs> yes. So you guys make a pretty good team. You get out from behind the counter, basically, of, of Citrine Kumquat. Where are you heading at that point? You're going to run back to your group, or? Yeah. I'll say as you're as you're leaving, just like the immediate area of Citrine Kumquat, you see more smoke that is billowing from a different corridor than where the wolf was, you almost feel the ground shake a little bit. And you have just enough time to think to yourself, I thought the wolf came from that other corridor. And you glance and you see that, yeah, there is still that wolf fighting your friends. But what comes around this hallway looks like a mound at first, just a dark black smoking pile. But then the pile stands up onto its hind legs and stretches two big, thick paws, long claws on them out. It's a bear! 
It is a bear hellhound. On its shoulders is this wreathing collar of live flame. Its ribcage doesn't seem to have the same furnace appearance that the wolf did. With this bear hellhound, the fire is emitting from its fur. And as it lands back down on all fours, a lot of smoke is (sighs) breathed out of its bear nostrils and mouth. A portion of its skull is exposed because that part of its face is burned away and the charred black bone underneath appears like very very charred wood. There are again the dim lights glowing in the eye sockets like small coals and it looks over at you two and growls. Damien is gonna hand you the styrofoam cup with the ashes of the raccoon hellhound and one of the burner phones that we purchased earlier. Agent Felicity, these are for you. I need you to get to Agent Whitaker. His phone number's in there. I'm going to distract this thing. I can help. Oh, hot damn. I can help. Yeah, yeah, you can, can't you? I I, I can, I can do a lot of things, actually. Surprisingly, I'm useful. Okay, well, let's arm ourselves with some Frodeo buckets and let's do this. Let's do it! (laughs) I'm gonna take the burner phone and the styrofoam cup of raccoon ashes and I'm just gonna put it in my purse. Okay. Just to hold on to them. We'll jump to that again in a minute. Hello adventurers, it's an exciting ad break this week because I didn't even have to record anything for it. I'm going to let our sponsor, Doomforge Designs, take it away. Doomforge Designs has been crafting the finest custom weapons for LARPs and cosplay for over 15 years, with hundreds of completed pieces and dozens of satisfied customers in that time. Doomforge can rise to any challenge for your custom order. We specialize in intricate designs, decal work, and bringing your wildest ideas to life. From crazy wizard staffs, chainswords, fancy prop bows, to LARP-safe throwers or folding knives, Doomforge does it all. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Doomforge Designs. Contact us to put together your piece and get a quote today. Group rates for multiple pieces also available. Doomforge Designs. Get your gear in gear. You didn't think I'd actually let you go without saying anything, though, did you? Nah, you're smarter than that. So this week, our big thank you goes out to the musicians and composers we've been working with to create the character themes and background music for the show. Hopefully those are sounding good. It's really exciting to get to edit with them. If you check the show notes, you can see our list of tracks that are featured in each episode and the artist credits and our sponsors information as well. Also, thanks for listening. And if you haven't subscribed yet on your podcast platform, why not? Do you really want to do the work of downloading the episode yourself every week? If you subscribe, you'll never miss one when they come out on Fridays. And if you're really enjoying the show, we would love it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, if they have that feature. That helps us out a bunch. All right, adventurers, that's all for me this week. Enjoy the rest of this hellish confrontation. 
We cut to Aiden sloshing around in that fountain and she is trying to like reach into the water and grasp at Wrath, who always seems to like slide out of the way or like the reflection just kind of breaks apart and then reforms. And it's just, Wrath is taunting Aiden. She says, I'm beyond your reach, sister. And I am going to make you suffer today. And Aiden is desperate, wide-eyed. Why do you have to chase me everywhere I go? So she's getting flustered. At one point, she reaches into the water and Wrath actually puts their hand up to catch her fist. And Aiden's hand gets locked in the water at that point. And Wrath's like just her fingers reach out of the water and hold Aiden's fist there. And you can see the fingers are smoking as they do this. Aiden, where they're touching her hand, is also burning a little bit. She's like, And Wrath pulls her arm into the water. So now Aiden's face is right up against the reflecting surface of the water. And Wrath says, You found her again, didn't you? And Aiden is just like, I'm not going to let you touch her. And Wrath says, you can't even stop me from holding you. And Aiden goes to say something, but at that point, Raven, you rush over with your salt from Granny Jones and throw it in the water. And when you do, there's this flash of light blue as the salt hits the water and Wrath screams. And and her form just kind of immediately burns up and disappears and Aiden she's pulled into the water and splashes and like comes up like whips her hair back and Azazel is gone Uh, and she kind of looks back at you Raven and she has a look of absolute fear on her face are you okay what did you just do I don't know wait no I do know that was that was salt it was like magic salt the old lady at Missway gave it to me who the hell was that in the water in what just yeah, ha- are you, you okay as you, as you ran over you saw Aiden like struggling with this like intangible shadow in the water and like heard some of the like not any of the specifics really but just like that laughter was very loud around the fountain and sort of pervasive Raven was like across the mall for most of it so she didn't yeah see anything until she got up to the fountain and threw the salt in and then and saw Aiden like (laughs) struggling to pull herself away from the water's surface yeah yeah Raven will like extend a hand to try and help Aiden step out of the fountain she gets out her lucky jeans with all the patches on them are just like dripping soaking wet her sleeves like up to her forearms are also like Mm -hmm. wet she looks a mess and in extreme distress Raven's gonna take off her jacket and put it around her shoulders it's not gonna do very much (laughs) I think she she stops you, like, before you can, like, take it full off. Because she looks over your shoulder and sees that clearly Wrath played her. Because now she sees Hugo, like, with his arms just, like, blistering really, really badly. And, like, his smoke smoldering off his shirt. And runs past you. She she is not acting like herself. Because she's not, like, checking to make sure that you're, like, emotionally okay or anything. She's just in, basically, panic response mode. So she's going to rush over to Hugo. I'm going to have her take a move to try and heal you. If Raven turned and saw Hugo as well, uh, like with his arms burned, uh, Raven's gonna take her jacket off and like dip it in the fountain and run back over and try and throw it on him. Mm -hmm. Because if 
you know, regardless if the salt will help him at all, at least she wants to, like, put out the smoldering clubs. Oh, Aiden. Oh, baby. Oh, no. All right. On a miss. Oh, no. Okay. She... Yeah. That's a no. fail. I'm marking, oh, no. I'm marking Aiden's first experience. It's all gonna be fine. Don't worry. He about runs it. over to you, Hugo, and when she she has her hand like glowing with that golden divine aura, she goes to put it on you, but is so so panicked and so like not on it. She's been clearly disturbed by her interaction with Wrath that she actually gets in the way. And so when she goes to try and heal you, the pole gets knocked by the uh, the hellhound, and so she's pushed back. And while you're like, oh, Aiden is here suddenly, and that gives an opening, and it's going to bite your leg. So it bites you for two. Jesus. Where you at, buddy? We had a nice, very healthy six. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, we're one away. Okay. Raven, you're running over with that water? With her jacket just, like, dipped completely in the fountain, she's going to run mm-hmm. over, hoping that Aiden will heal him a little bit first. But You see Aiden get knocked away by the, the hellhound's second head. So it's, like, grabbing onto Hugo's leg? Or did it, like, bite and release? It, it bite him and released, yeah. Okay. Um, but that's not even the worst of it. The worst of it is, is the burn that he... he yeah. Took. Raven's yeah. gonna take her jacket and kind of throw it, like, on his front and try and get his arms, and then, like, mm-hmm. hook under his arms and try and pull him back. Pull like, him as far as she can. Yeah, just drag him backwards. Raven, I would like you to use magic. What? Oh, goodness, Okay. That is a 10 total. Oh, and yes. Love to see Magic it. works without issue. Normally you would choose the effect, but I am going to say you heal Hugo for two harm. He doesn't notice, I imagine. She, she, probably doesn't, it down. she probably doesn't notice, but Hugo, you notice because your burn suddenly feels a lot better. As Raven throws her soaking wet coat onto your burns, the cooling is, is nice, for one, but also... You feel less blisters, you know, on your skin, and just being attuned to this sort of stuff, you can sense, like, some magic is being performed here. Is Bethany nearby? Bethany, I was going to ask, what are you up to at this moment? Aiden has just been knocked back by the the hell beast. Raven is pulling Hugo away because he seems to be in dire peril. Agent Whitaker now is sort of left to defend against this wolf creature on his own. You kind of saw, as you're running, Raven kind of split off from you to go dump that water in the, or dump the salt in the water per Whitaker's instructions. Is there still salt in the water? There is, and it still has this like faint bluish glow to it. Almost like a pool, and it like isn't meant to be that color, usually. Okay. I go, and I take the water and I, a la, whenever I was sick at home and my mother told me to do this, I would grab, I got it, I poured it into my mouth and I fucking sprint over to the thing and I spit all over the thing. Mm-hmm. I okay. fucking yeet that water from my mouth. <laughs> I like that. All right. Hmm. What to have you roll? <laughs> I guess kick some butt. I mean, yeah. you're going to try, try and hurt it. I am going to give you a plus one because you're acting all, all the information that like everyone else has been doing and as a mundane to then put that all together and be like, oh, I have a strategy. That's kind of impressive. Uh, <laughs> they just wrote Bethany used Bethany hydro, hydro pump. pump. Um, that's a seven. Plus the one. 
So you get eight. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's, I'm already putting the plus one in there. Oh, I have a zero okay. on tough. I'm not All very right. tough. All right. But on a seven plus, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm. Uh, I'm going to say Aiden is going to try and protect you. Oh, you get experience for that, baby. Does she? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just for uh, trying, get, right? It doesn't matter what she ends up doing. Whatever to protect someone to protect you, they mark experience. All righty. There we go. There we go, Aiden. So that's an 11. She's going to get all impending danger focused on her. So she's going to take all the harm you would have taken, but because of her defenses, the bite is reduced to nothing. On top of that, when it bites her, and as you, like, pff, spit your <laughs> Bethany Someone Miller water gun. Get on, Aiden. <laughs> well, so Aiden would be so Aiden. lucky. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you spit it, and it, it sprays. It actively, like, turns into a mist as you spit it out, more so than just, like, normally spitting it would. And so it, it pelts the side of the, the hellhound, and it sort of spins and fizzles. So you will do two harm. That's what I've been saying. Any weakness attack has done to this thing before. And when it bites Aiden, it doesn't like sink into her at all. Instead, while it's kind of like she slowly gets up. And as she does, her skin begins to glow with that golden aura. Her eyes are like now blazing amber versus the sort of dull muted brownish amber they normally are. And by focusing all the attention on her, she basically reaches up and grabs the oily black fur on its throat and just pulls it towards her. She's going to try and get it into a lock and restrain this thing. So that's where she's at. It's a bear hug, but about that bear. About that bear. Felicity, Damien, there's a bear hellhound. It's big. It's scary. What are you doing? Agent Felicity, we're going to need to make some throwable yogurt weapons. Let's get right. some to-go containers. I'm going to sprinkle some steel bits on top that I've you requisitioned that. from the hardware store. You get on that. I'll stop spoons. the bear. Spoons. Yes, steel spoons. And just going to start jamming them in, you know, the to-go cups. While he is prepping our uh, projectiles, I will try to freeze the bear, make him stop. With more magic? Yes. Okay. Yeah, buying yourself some time would help here. Oh, yes, it would. I got an eight. I think that means you're going to get a glitch. Yeah. Do I pick the glitch? Uh, um, player picks the what it is, and then decide. keeper redefines and I, it. I yeah. pick the effect. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to try to freeze him in place. So trap a specific trap, monster. Trap a specific monster. I will say it draws immediate unwelcome attention. That's fun and exciting. Isn't it? I was going back and forth between the one harm and the unwelcome attention. But I yeah. think unwelcome attention would be pretty fun. Okay. I will and, say same same magic move, I guess, right? Hands yeah, out. It also deals two harm because <coughs> of hex, which is a, a spooky move that I... You can just do that every time? When you cast a spell, as well as the normal effects, you may pick from the following. Very cool. So yeah, it deals uh, an additional two harm, ignore armor. Yeah, so I think you're feeling a little desperate, right? This is a much bigger mm -hmm. animal than that raccoon you were fighting before. Uh, even bigger than the wolf, too. So you release, and this time the air in front of your hands kind of warps and distorts the way like a heat wave might cause it to uh, on a hot day with like pavement or whatever. And this wave of, and it's almost like a sound wave, just 
washes over this bear hellhound and it and is frozen in the reactive like position of getting hit by this it will take two harm while it's frozen throw the projectiles but the the unwelcome attention is that this wave continues to move and it smashes into the glass window in front of uh, basket and cask and that gets the the wolf's attention oh no and it kind of and both of its heads look and they they now see where you've gone fire so, <laughs> so damien are you gonna throw yo grenade this bear <laughs> yes he's gonna chuck frozen yogurt container with some steel spoons in there can i suggest something damien yeah here's what i'm thinking right you're you're there you're filling one of these cups with the froyo but as you're doing this it's you know you're Damien. you're looking around as you're doing this you're kind of watching the scene and you see like images like ads of people like mm, like trying the froyo <laughs> can i roll under pressure for this so you see this and you're filling the thing and you almost subconsciously like reach for the spoon, you back away as the thing is now still spilling Froyo, and you hear Felicity yell, Get it, did it! And so, almost like a Froyo grenade, you pull the pin of the spoon out, eat a little bit of it, and then <laughs> throw the Froyo at the bear. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we love it. So, go ahead and roll to kick some butt. He rolls a total of six. Okay. You missed the first time. Yeah. Um, is there a, a negative effect to that? I mean, it can't kick it back because it's frozen. I think you just miss. You're, like, distracted by the deliciousness yeah. of it. I do get um, experience. Yay. Yep. Agent Whitaker, we haven't heard from you in a bit. Or, Bethany, did you have something? I had something I wanted to do while it was frozen. It would consider to be a feat beyond human strength. Okay. Um, so you, you also, everyone around the wolf sees this wave of energy break the glass uh, in front of basket and cask and like now there's glass sort of tinkling and falling down and, and whatnot. How tall is it? The bear? Yeah. It's fucking tall, man. I don't know how big bears are, but this says at least two feet on a normal bear. Okay, well I'm gonna do my best. Oh, I like... wanna do like Bethy's first cool thing she's ever done. Okay. She runs back to that salt water and I'm gonna take the Whittaker advice and I'm gonna dunk my scarf in it I sprint back and I leap and I want to wrap it around its eyes to blind it with the saltwater scarf. The bear? Like, yeah, yeah. Bethany has mastered the art of the dueling scarf. <laughs> yes. Bears, <laughs> bears are eight scarf. feet tall. Dueling scarves. Yeah. Okay. I just Googled it. Is that a weird roll or a tough roll? Because I know it's a feat beyond regular human limitations. I think you're not really using the magic you're using the magic the way raven did where she wasn't really aware that it was happening so i think yeah, yeah just roll to kick some ass and we'll say that this scarf is helping you because it has salt water so i get a plus one yeah you'll get a plus one that's a 12 i don't even need to do luck her vaulting and cheerleading has paid off yeah i would say definitely so you take your scarf wrap it around your arm dunk that in the, the glowy salt water, pull it out, and just rush over to that bear. And as you do, you're unraveling it, unraveling it, and get up to it and just whoosh, towel with this thing with your wet, salty scarf now. It is frozen, can't move right now. So you do two straight up harm to it with no, no repercussions. 
Do I get the bonuses from kicking ass when uh, I get a 12 plus? You get on a 10 plus because you don't have advanced kick some ass yet. Sorry, uh, uh, 10 I got a 10 plus. I got a 12. Right. So you can, you can do yeah. the 10 plus effects. You can't do the 12 plus effects. Okay. Sorry. I meant 10 plus. Can I specifically hit this beast in the eyes in hopes of blinding it? I want to force them where I want them and where I want them is blind and unable to eyes. see the people. Mm, I mean, it is, it is literally stuck in the moment of recoiling. So I don't think you can force it anywhere. And I would say that like, that's more of a locational thing. Get and I will inflict terrible harm. Yeah, that makes more sense, I think, with this dueling scarf move you've mastered. <laughs> Three harm, then, instead. And when you do slap it, a lot of the fire on that bear's shoulder is doused and just sort of smokes with steam. Uh, however, Felicity, the two-headed wolf, it's coming for you. Yeah! I mean, Aiden, one head has still biting her. But it's Aiden, she's not like big and heavy, so it just kind of and pulls her with it and it starts to charge at you. Its other head now open and gnashing its its big teeth. That's my soft move of put someone in trouble. <laughs> the someone is you. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also Aiden, because she's now just being like dragged by this thing. Does have two heads. Because it does have two heads, and because like this is just like, you know, Maul tile like she doesn't have anything to like grab onto or really get a, a handhold on to maybe try and stop it and as far as you all know she's not like super strong or anything she can take it but she's not as equally good at dishing it out is there any way Whitaker could perhaps take his pole arm and just slam it on its nose to try and get it to stop yeah i mean you could try to kick some butt while it as it's taking off i'll try that i feel like we should have gotten a spray bottle bad dog <laughs> Oh, Damien's there to protect, if need be. It's mm -hmm. an eight. An eight. Yeah, so that's just a harm to each other. You you do hit it for uh, probably just one harm, because it's just a metal pole, right? Yeah, I guess, and I guess it doesn't it, really... It hasn't been doused in anything, so you, you know, you kind of smack its back leg, and um, when you do, the, the pole itself gets hot very quickly, immediately, and, like, burns your hands. So you take one harm of like burn damage and your hands are kind of blistered now where you were gripping it. Sure. What's Hugo doing? How are you doing, Hugo? Still hurt pretty bad, I would think. Still hurt sufficiently bad. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sufficiently badly. Your burns are less bad, but you did get bitten in the leg and <laughs> yeah. So Raven, you're there with Hugo and that jacket seems to have helped a little bit, but. Yeah, I, I think she, she, uh, like I said, uh, under the armpits, dragged him backwards, probably to one of like the large planters or something, just to give him a little bit of cover. And then like peeks under the jacket to see how bad his arms look. I mean, they look burned and his leg is bleeding and your friend is in rough shape. Also um, his shirt has holes burned in it away too. Cause it really would just like a flamethrower on him for a second. Yeah. Is, how bad does his leg look? Is it like scraped or does it like, is he bleeding really badly? There are puncture bite marks in it. Okay. Because we've established that everyone here wears lots and lots of layers. I imagine Raven's wearing a scarf. Yeah. If his leg looks bad enough, she's going to take the scarf off and try and like tourniquet style, like tie up his leg just to see if she can stop the bleeding. If it looks that bad, if it's just bleeding a little bit, 
it's it's not like it like hit his his vein in his leg or anything like that. Like it got him in the calf, so it's definitely gonna like make it hard for him to run on it. But it's it's not really that that's sort of putting him in danger. It was the the okay. massive burn, which seems to have been soothed a little bit. But it's now just a matter of like the fight has you know dragged on, and he's been hit by a few of these different attacks mm-hmm. from this monster. So okay, yeah, I think Raven's just uh, assessing. Hugo like is he about to die like I said does he need tourniquets or is he okay can I leave him like sounds like you're reading a bad situation yeah (laughs) there's a 10 total you get to ask a bunch of questions um are there any dangers we haven't noticed once he's Uh, kind of assessed his situation she's gonna turn around and try and yeah get an idea of what's going on here it's it's not so much that you haven't noticed it but it has it has progressively become a new threat and that is that the mall is on fire you know the fire that the wolf caused initially is a problem and the hallway from where the bear came is now also smoking and and the bear is kind of news to you too like when you looked up you're like oh shit a bear so like the bear being there and also the fire now being pretty significant like those trees that they have growing in the center spots of the mall a couple of them are just roaring fires now and like the grass okay. is it's starting to catch there and everything it's it's high ceilinged so a lot of the smoke is still rising but it's getting hot in here you know you imagine with the smoke billowing off the monsters that's also making everyone sort of cough and every once in a while when they get a mm-hmm. breath of it so i would say yeah that the the environment itself is becoming more of a danger. Okay. Um, what's the best way to protect the victims? Because that's Hugo and also potentially Aiden, and if Agent Whitaker yeah, I mean, got hit the, a couple the times, The victims yeah. at this point are all your friends. It's definitely funny. The best way is, honestly, probably to try and defeat these things before they cause any more damage. Okay. The bear seems to be stuck, the way Felicity seems to be able to do now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's brand new, too. Like, you know, you only saw her do it with the Kitsune once, and it was like, oh, that's kind of a fluke. But, like, she's just pulling it out now. Like, it's nothing, which is crazy. But, yeah, so the bear seems, like, stuck for now, and mm-hmm. the, the wolf is going after that group over there. So probably the best way to protect the victim yeah. near you right now is to just kind of convince Hugo, like, buddy, you can't, like, <laughs> Good take, a, take a breath, <laughs> you know? And then I guess, I don't really want to know the best way out. I guess, what's most vulnerable to me? Like, who, I think Raven's really torn right now between staying with Hugo and going to help try and fight these monsters. Yeah, right. Like, there is very, very torn. (laughs) There is the current danger of Hugo's injuries, but there is the potential danger of Aiden, who's being dragged around by this massive monster yeah. that has her in its jaws, and Felicity, who it seems to be beelining for. So, what's most vulnerable? The two of them. Okay. And you get plus one if you act on information relevant to those questions. Raven's gonna grab Hugo by the shoulders and look him right in the eyes and say, stay here. I made it. Are you gonna manipulate him? I don't think so. It's, I'm just, like, as a friend... This is bad. Stay yeah. here. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, he's not going to stay there. <laughs> going to have to get through fucking Whitaker first. Yeah, well, Whitaker, what are you up to now? The wolf has escaped after it kind of, like, flared you and made you drop your weapon. I have a question. When it, when it, um, when it flared, is that mm-hmm. ignore armor damage? 
Was, yeah, it would have been. Like the, when you hit it, the convection heat worked much faster than it should have and like made that rod you were holding like red hot and it burned your hand. So it, it was, okay. Your flak jacket, if that's what you're thinking about, like under the shirt. No, I'm thinking of my, um, no, the, the, uh, the um, tactical genius thing I got. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's not wearing the flak, the flak vest. Like, yeah. why would he? He's in a mall. But I thought, like, the tactical genius, uh, or sorry, no, not tactical genius, battlefield awareness, that's the one. You okay. always know what's happening around you, take plus one armor. I will say I that don't... applies then. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I, th I think as you, like, went to hit it, you saw that where you hit immediately started to flare, and you saw, like, that red cherry color creeping up the metal, and you, like, instinctively dropped it. You were like, oh, cool. shit. Yeah, very um, nice, very I nice. will say that eliminates that weapon though, because now the whole of it is just glowing yeah. red and kind of making scorch marks on the linoleum tiles. For sure. Um, okay. Miss Miller is bravely charging this frozen hell beast bear <laughs> in front of Citrine Kumquat. Miss Miller, please! <laughs> <laughs> I can't do first aid during a battle, right? I have the medic, I have medic as one of my things that allows me to, um, that, that says I have the training to heal people, but would you allow that to happen during battle? It's okay if not, I just want like, mm. if I do have a chance to stabilize Hugo, I'd like that, but if not, no worries. You said you have a med kit with you? Uh, it says you have a full first aid kit and the training to heal people. I, I guess it would be weird if you had a med kit with them right now, but is yeah. there one around? Sometimes you usually have them, but probably take a while to get it. It would and take it would a be, minute. It would be like back in where the employees could get at it, you know, right. like not yeah. out in okay. the storefront. All right. Um, and I guess I can't really, there's not much to improvise with. No. I would say Ooh. your battlefield awareness, right? Kicking in as you drop the thing. You see that the, the bear monster is stuck. It's not moving. It's yep. frozen like the wolf was. You probably want to take advantage of that before it starts to move again. Legit, legit, legit. Does Raven still have my knife or did she drop it? She still has That's... it. But she's right there. Oh, I thought she ran off. Okay. No, no, That's she pulled Hugo like around a corner of like a bench area. Probably uh, like 15, 20 feet at yeah. most. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. dragging him. She's not super strong. Didn't get far. Still close, small. still close to the fountain. So. Okay. Yes, you dragged him if towards I, the fountain. If I can, uh, Whitaker is going to politely grab the knife back, swish yeah. it around in the water a bit. Okay. And he, he's going to go uh, run up and just with trained precision, just mm. hurl it at the uh, the bear's head. Kick its butt. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's a nine. Nine. Normally it would kick butt back at you, but because it's frozen with Felicity's spell, it doesn't do anything. So that is another... What does your knife normally do? Do you have a weapon tag on it? Yes, the knife is a one. It's just a one, but it has the salt water harm. on it. I don't know if it has right. the salt water. I will say the knife's harm plus the salt water weakness. It's two weaknesses technically. It's the cold and salt combined. And so you, you kind of run up and like push past Bethany. <laughs> and that's where you get your line, Miss Miller, please! And like, <laughs> uh, you, you just sort of run up to this thing and it's, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's still on three legs. Like it's recoiled position. It has like the one paw raised up and you skid on the, the slippery Froyo mess, <laughs> slide under this thing and stick that dagger right into its chest. And the, the flames on it start to flicker and flicker and, and it, crumbles into bits of charcoal and wood as it crumbles around you basically you get kind of buried by it 
but it does fall apart and, and die. That being said, Felicity, the wolf hell beast is chasing you now. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay. I need you to act under pressure. Okay. Oh, bad, cool. I'm not cool. Can I try to do a thing after Felicity? Yeah, you can. Okay. Well, what'd oh, you no. get? I got a two! Oh. Damien's right you, there to protect. You panic and you run. Experience! In, in this moment, Felicity, you're like, the bravery you felt by like working with Damien and like defeating the little raccoon beast, this is a whole different ballgame, right? Like this thing is A, two-headed, so it's even more monstrous than it was when it first appeared. Mm -hmm. It's clearly coming after you. You actually hear Aiden like as she's being dragged under its feet, her arms still caught in its jaws. She's like, Felicity, get out of here! I'm, go uh, I'm going! <laughs> And it, it is, you know, snarling. It, it leaps over the counter as you, like, quickly, like, ah, like run out of the, the seating area for the Froyo place. And you're just bolting down the, the mall aisleway, basically, to get away from this thing. And it's, it's, it's on your tail. It's nipping at your heels. Uh, and you feel yourself in that moment that you foresaw of this thing chasing you down the mall alone. Aiden's there, but she's kind of indisposed. <laughs> So we did it, guys. We got to the vision. <laughs> no, that's not a great Bad. thing. It's, it's not good. We shouldn't celebrate that. Can, can Dane grab onto the demon? Uh, I want Hugo to go first because he said he has yes, things. Yes, yes. So Hugo's going to ask Raven to pull him towards the fountain more, or to help him get into the fountain. Yeah, sure. And okay. he's going to stick his hands in the water. Yep. And then he's going to take them back out and try to cast magic. Okay. Specifically, he's going to try to cause harm by essentially making nice. a water-based magic missile. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Let's see if he can actually even do that, though. <laughs> nope, he got a four. Okay. Experience! I should help out! Mark your experience. I was gonna, there's, there's nothing Raven could do to help, right? Like, she's supporting him physically, but if he's casting magic... Yeah, I don't know and, if he and could help. What happens basically is you go, you go to do this spell, right? But when you put your hands in the water, it burns, you know, and you're just salty. like, ah, like that salt water gets into your, your things, right? And you, you, you almost black out. You don't, <laughs> but you're like coughing and just like gasping as pain like racks through your arms. Raven, you notice that the blisters on them are fading and healing. You go, you take one less harm, but it feels like you're actually receiving three from a narrative standpoint. Like, Ow. Hugo is messed up by this, right? Because he's, he, he I don't want to, I don't want to, dead technically. I, I know that. what happened, but oh, I no. don't want to tell you unless you go and investigate later. Um, okay. But basically, something happened with the magic and, and you're not sure what, but it, it, it helped you a little. It certainly doesn't feel like it at this moment. <laughs> so what would the what would taking three put you at? Taking three, had he not gotten healed by the one, would have killed him. Yeah. You're just choking and leaning over this fountain and you feel like you're dying. You're not, but you you feel like it for sure. <laughs> and Raven Hugo is just like screaming as this like water mists off him. It's like his arms are super hot and causing the salt water to evaporate around them as it like 
hits his blisters oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Raven, I feel like even even though she sees it like healing, the fact that he's screaming and freaking out, she thinks mm-hmm. that it's hurting him more. And so she's going to try and like pull him out of the fountain, maybe try and lay him down and just kind of calm him down. Mm-hmm. Damien, you had a thing? Damien, Damien's goal is to protect his first hire to the Edgecrest agency. Uh, so he's going to tr- try to grab on to the dire wolf so that it can't get away. I mean, he's going to go along for the ride, essentially. He's uh-huh. not trying to, like, hold it down and fight <laughs> yeah. this thing. He's just trying to add more weight to it. Yeah, because he doesn't want it to get away with Felicity. All right. Why don't you roll help out? This is exciting, guys. Is everyone right. having fun? <laughs> I know it's stressful, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> what do you do? Six, Damien. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to burn the luck point. I, I wouldn't. I think you're okay. Because what happens if you try to help out but don't? That's that's his agent in the field. I can handle myself, sir. On a failure, you expose yourself to trouble or danger without helping. So that's basically helping. Damien, I think you go to reach for it and it just, it flares at you. So you get knocked back by a, uh, a burn move. Three harm magical. Of three harm? Fire. That, that's too much harm. Too much? I mean, it's, it's just, just the perfect amount of harm. Are you at seven? I am. Okay, nobody freak out. This is going to work well for the story. Cool. Damien, you get blasted by this fire, and Agent Whitaker, you're there, like, crawling out of the, the remains of this bear hellhound, and you see Damien get hit with the flames, and he stops where he is, looks at his hand, and is it's bubbling. Like, his form is boiling. Yeah. And Damien, you're just like, ah, oh, shit and he explodes and green slime just everywhere and gets on everything in the nearby area. We'll pick up on that in a second. Oh, God. Hey, technically, I also leveled up, so. <laughs> Felicity, you're running for your life. You don't see Damien bubble and explode or anything like that. You're just running from this hell beast. And and Aiden, she's struggling because she's got this thing, but like it's moving so fast, she can't really get a hold on anything. I'm gonna have her try to kick some butt to try and and prevent it from catching you. That's a five plus her tough, makes it a seven. On a seven plus, you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. She doesn't really have a weapon and she doesn't have any of the weakness weapons either. As she's punching it, her fist is glowing with that golden celestial energy, trying to maim it or make it limp or go slower. And she punches into it and actually breaks through some of the ribs that have the fire behind it. But when she does, that's another burst of fire. And while it doesn't hurt her as bad, this one does get her because it's forearm and it goes through her magical armor. She pulls that hand away and it's smoking and charred and everything. Like she stuck it in coals, basically. That's her move. She did do a little harm to it, but not a ton. What are you doing, Felicity? I feel like... I should say, where do you run? Where am I currently? Okay, looking at the map. Map, map, map. You're sort of going past Miscellany and the edge towards that 
exit area. You're running from Bubble Trouble, Citrine Kumquat Corner to that, that mm, exit there. Okay, so I feel like I'm just gonna keep running straight, even if it means I run into like a corner. I, I don't know what to do. She just panicked? She's just panicked. I'm gonna PM you a question. Okay, uh, let's see. Is anyone else able to make a move right now? Hugo's kind of out of commission. <laughs> Bethany, you haven't done a move. Where um, are you at? You chunky. said Damien explode. How chunky is he? <laughs> it's like hot jello. Okay. I run to my mother's store and there's a window down. So I break the glass and I grab one of her big, beautiful clay pots that she has. Um, <laughs> and I grab my jacket and I try to start like scooping with the jacket on my hand so I don't get too hot. Uh, molten Damien into my clay pot. And if I successfully do that, I run it over to the granny and I hold out the pot and I say, what is good for, for, what is good for them? That's bad for them. What's the good things for them? What's gonna help him? When you run over to miscellany, they're not there. The granny is not just standing there. She put up whatever her barrier was and she's not like waiting around. Is there, is, can I get into the store? Cause there's no metal thing down. If you try to, you run up against that salt, invisible. I'm not a demon. It stopped Raven too, remember? That's fair. I will say that as you're like running around with this like bucket of Damien, <laughs> which is a weird sense to say, it's sloshing out. And when it hits the ground, it just kind of like and evaporates. In the bucket, it's slowly smoking and evaporating. It's like it's made of liquid nitrogen where it's, it's sublimating into a gas. Well, then I'm like, it should be somewhere cold, but it should be somewhere hot um, because it's a demon. And that's all I can think about. I you can't don't think know of what to do. You're, you're kind of just like yeah. scrambling. Yeah. I don't know what to do. So I take him into the store that my mom owns and I take him to the back and I take him to the kiln. I put him in there to basically put him on ice, I suppose, except it's on heat because it's toasty in there. I go on my phone. I go to the forum that I am go still blog? very much a part of, that I still very much have an account on. Yeah. And I look, demon strengths. I don't think it'd be like, how to help a demon. It'd be like, I uh, look up demon strengths. And roll to investigate a mystery. How to save my boy. <laughs> uh, that's plus two, because I am sharp. That's a nine. That's not bad. Because I'm searching some, almost the deep web, what is being concealed here and what's going to help him? I don't know if that'll work. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm debating between what sort of creature is it and what, I think what sort of creature is it would be the best. That gives me an overview on Damien. You look up, what sort of creature is it? It's just like keyword demon, basically. And what you find in this like very panicky first few moments is that demons forms, they don't decay the way a dead body would. They sort of evaporate. Their their ichor, the, the the dark infernalness of which they are made, when their like essence is destroyed, just sort of vanishes, leaving behind no trace. Which is why there's never been demon stuff to test. And you wouldn't know this, but like that's why the EC agency was so like, oh my gosh, we have it here, an endless supply of testable material that's not just going to evaporate on us as we're like trying to scoop it off a crime scene, right? Which is like sort of just story for anyone listening, not, not the hunters exactly, but, and then essentially, what was the other question? What can help No, I can them? only ask one. Oh, okay, just the one. But yeah, I, I want to, there's a question, what can hurt it? But I wanted to do like, I couldn't, there's no opposite of like, what can be nice what to it? What can help it, yeah. yeah. No, so that's that's what you find is is like, any posts that talk about demon encounters on, on Raven's website, the more credible sounding ones say how like, and it left no trace behind. Felicity, you are running. 
and you get yourself backed into a corner and the dog is like snarling. The one head is still dealing with Aiden as she's like weakly trying to like pummel this thing into submission, hoping to maybe break through and grab at its heart or whatever. Da, da, da. I just got a secret message from you. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> but I will say, as you are backed into the corner, Aiden is like sobbing. She is so terrified for you and feels like she's not doing her job. So tears are streaming down her face and she's just screaming at you like, you have to go! Get out of here! Freaking out. Glowing now with like no hint of trying to conceal what she is. She's trying to draw on as much of her celestial power as she can to defeat this thing. And the the dog is though, the one head that isn't biting her is snarling and, and like <sighs> you see flames licking at its mouth and everything like that. And you hear Felicity Starnbrook get over here and you hear that for a second and your vision starts to twinkle with green flashing lights and like little wind chimes start to sound in your ears and you vanish from this spot in the hallway and you reappear next to Mira the girl from miscellany (laughs) the love of my life (laughs) and she pats you on the head and she says I don't let demons hurt things that belong to me Felicity's like, "Uh, okay, belong to you, yes, please. (laughs) You don't have much time to to say anything, but Mira winks at you and uh, looks over her shoulder and she says, Granny? And Granny Jones walks towards this thing with her fist clenched and a book open. And she's saying in that like, and it builds and builds and builds this whispery sounding voice. Aiden can't see what's going on. She's just fighting this thing. And she like sees you disappear and she's like screaming like, Felicity, Felicity. Like she doesn't know where you went. And the hellhound has enough time to turn its one head back. And Granny Jones just and blows as she opens her hand and salt just blows it out of her hand as if by a gust and strikes this thing. And as it strikes it, it's like a a desert wind whipping against the form of this hellhound. And it starts to tear off broken cindery pieces, which then impact against the wall you are pressed up against. And they just impact and explode and send cinders flying. And the wolf is just like, (sighs) as it's being basically eroded by this wind of salt that Granny Jones is blowing at it. And as it's taken apart bit by bit, the flame in it is also extinguished by this fast blowing wind. And eventually it it is all just sort of swept away and the the embers just sort of explode and little bits drop and extinguish. And Mira just winks at you and she says, can't let a treasure like you go to waste, my dear. Turns, doesn't stay to chat with you or anything. She offers a hand to Granny Jones, who reaches out, takes it, and they they seem to now be leaving the mall, as the fire alarms are still going, and the parts that are burning are burning, and you can hear the fire trucks are arriving. And so Aiden, as she gets up, her golden color fades, and she rushes over to you, and she's like patting you down, like, are you hurt? Are you okay? And she's just a mess, has been crying, is out of breath. For the rest of you, Raven, you're with Hugo, and he has, like, stopped screaming. He's still kind of, like, got his arms all, like, knotted up, 
right, and held close to himself, but you're able to help him to stand and be like, we got to get out of here. This place is on fire. And so you start making your way towards the exit together. I assume, Agent Whitaker, you escort a a distressed Bethany out, or is there more you want to do? Before he does that, he is just like standing over the bits of goo that Bethany didn't get. He lights himself a cigarette and he says, shame. He leads Bethany out. He's going to help Hugo up, like armor on the shoulder. And as she's leading Hugo out, she's calling for Bethany. And if she can't see Aiden and Felicity, she's calling out for them too. And Hugo in his date state is going to look back at the bags and then just keep moving. Oh, of all your stuff. Oh. <laughs> I, I would oh. like to establish that Raven is a backpack gay. And therefore, <laughs> put all of her stuff. In her backpack. Because she really mm-hmm. bought like ties and like a pair of shoes or something like that. And so yeah. it's, it's in the backpack. I don't yeah. know about anybody else's stuff. If mm-hmm. Hugo's bag is nearby, she'll grab it. They're getting out of there. I'm carrying the pot with me. And I've also got a little cup of glaze with a paintbrush on it. I lied. When Whitaker blew his cigarette, I did the two fingers like this. That's that's an American way of holding a cigarette. In Europe, they hold it with the thumb and forefinger. Oh, I'd okay. just like to good. retcon that real good, quick. Good, good. <laughs> for our audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> no, that um, was for you guys. That was for you all. <laughs> good. As Whitaker's walking me out, I look up. Is, is there anything we can do? As you say this, Bethany, you look in your little pot and the little bit of green goo that's left, it's like the little bit of water left that's just evaporating away. As if it's on like a stovetop, and now the pot is empty. I'm sorry, Bethany. I just shake my head and I I leave uh, the group. I go to my car. So you guys all get out of the mall. Bethany, you reconnect with Sophia and your mom. They're like, what? Why have you been there so long? And they're, you know, they like see you coming out with these other people who are hurt. My mom's pot, like just holding it in my arms. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, oh, you shouldn't have gone to go get that. Like, she's thinking like you went to go help and save it for her, right? (laughs) Broke her Um, window to get it out of there. Yeah. Raven, when you come out, the, the paramedics, there's an ambulance there and you can bring Hugo over. Hugo, the burns on your arms are basically healed. You have a couple, like, blisters that haven't quite gone away. But now, mostly, what's your harm at right now? It is currently at... It's it's back at four, because he was hurt before this. So it's at three, because of the effect of that salt water. And mostly that's from the, the bite wound in your leg. So you get that looked at by the, the people that are coming, and, and they quickly bandage it, and they're like get that checked with us in a minute. This person has smoke inhalation. And so they're dealing with other more like immediate, you know, problems with people that were, you guess, in the hallway where these animals were at first. And maybe they very quickly like passed out from the smoke that was coming off the animals. Aiden and Felicity, you guys emerged together and she's just very protectively got her hand around you and like looking for everyone else, afraid that maybe while you two were off, something else happened. Do you all reconvene in the parking lot or? I'd as like soon to as- find everybody. As soon as the paramedics walk away from Hugo, because Raven's standing right near him, as soon as there's, like, no one directly looking at them, she's going to look mm-hmm. at Hugo and be like, do you want to get out of here? Come on, I'll drive you home. Or to the hospital. Whichever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm let's, good. Let's just get out of here. I have a first aid kit in my truck. Yeah, you guys can all go to Aiden Whitaker's yeah. car. Yeah. I'll just hold her, support him, and just get him back and, like, kind of reconvene back at the cars. I'm going to go find wherever everybody else is. While Aiden has her, like, arm protectively around you, you're actually, like, holding her hand and, like, directing where you're actually going because she's so just... Yeah, I've taken absolutely zero harm, so I'm fine. (laughs) 
I know, but she is so still yeah, like I'm helping terrified her. for you. Like, and she's soaking wet because when she was in the, the you know the thing, so like her sleeves are all still dripping, her hair's kind of yeah. wet on one side. It's like, one of those things where like I want her to think that she's helping me, but really I'm helping her. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. So as you're all standing around the car, Whitaker, you're bandaging Hugo's leg, and you all take a minute. Aiden sits cross-legged on the ground. She's running her hand actually over one of the patches on her pants, like over and over again, just sort of like as a nervous gesture. So she's kind of checked out for a minute. She's like trying to recollect herself. But the rest of you all notice you're down one person from your little monster hunting group. Hey, guys, where's Damien? And sort of a, a sad emptiness fills that space as the people who saw it happen recall Damien boiling and just Raven just has like silent tears she was crying when Hugo was screaming Mm -hmm. and then she saw Damien explode and so she had collected herself a little bit and as soon as Felicity says that she's just like silent tears Bethany at that takes a really deep breath and she looks at you Aiden she says is it all right if I go wait in my car are are you okay did you get hurt I just I want to be in my car for a little while only without checking with us that makes sense right she kind of like looks right at everybody else like for approval so bethany goes and takes a minute alone the rest of you sit around and sort of offer help to whitaker as he's like i need scissors for you know cut the bandages that sort of stuff dealing with hugo's bite wound damien 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 you arrive in the place apart the howling whipping winds that scratch at your skin and and never let you feel really clean. There's always like dust on your tongue and it's awful. Damien, you wake up on your back and sit up. Are you in your human form or your slime form? I'm gonna let you decide Uh, that. Probably would have gone like woken up in human form and then just reverted to slime. So you kind of sit up and you're like, oh no. And like, as you just sort of exhale, it melts into your green jelly form. Yeah. You are on the shores of Leviathan's lair. Still that sandy wind, but there is a lake. And despite the extreme wind on the land and whipping through the air, the lake is pristine without a single ripple. None of the debris in the air seems to impact the water or cause its surface to change at all. And there's this long, mournful sobbing that's happening. What do you do? Uh, Damien would goop up to the water and, uh, dip, dip a little, a little finger in. He actually turns the, the slime into a little finger for a little whoop. That single, like, finger dip does send a ripple, but a single ripple. It's not like it causes, like, multiple waves. It's just, like, ding, and, like, a and it goes across the surface, and that sobbing that you is is like constant, right? But muffled Mm. as if it's coming through a a filter. It abruptly stops and you hear in your mind, Do you want to see some stuff that I found that's now yours? And a wave forms itself from the water's surface and starts to rush towards the shore, Damien. 
and your little jelly form is just there quivering, 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 and you aren't hit by the wave, you are snatched up in massive jaws, similar to the hellhound, although this one is massive. And on its face is a porcelain half mask. And it <laughs> snatches you up in its jaws and bounds away from the shore, flame in its body like the hellhounds, and the waves sort of crash, and you just hear a wailing, the beast because it's not even really a wolf it's its back legs have hooves its tail whips long and thin behind it and it has thick curving horns that swoop back as well as the large ears and that same laughter that you heard in the mall you hear again and you're sort of just caught between the teeth of this thing and it hurts you're burning but like you're in the place apart. Doesn't matter how much you hurt. You can't really go anywhere else from here. Damien bites it, back. Yeah, you kind of just like struggle against the teeth and it doesn't do much. It doesn't uh, do anything, but it, it's it's his comfort that he gets to do what this thing yeah, is doing. Yeah, and so, <laughs> and so eventually it stops. It's now on a dark plane of just stretching cracked earth, bits of sand here and there, like a, a very dry shale environment. <laughs> Spits you out. And you take a minute to like sludge yourself together. And the form of this massive flaming monster is blown away by the wind. And as the darkness of it, the shadow of its form through the wind is blown away, coming through the wind into your like range of visibility is Wrath. She's now walking. She is just hands down, feet pointed, floating towards you. Uh, Damien stands up in human form to yep. attention. She's dressed formerly, former. She's formally. in her classic all black suit. Uh, yeah, Damien suits up as well. She thrusts her hand out and grabs you by the neck and lifts you up into the air as she's just there floating, hovering. And she says, you are cast out. Yes, and I would happily be cast out again. <laughs> and I'm sorry for getting in your way. I was trying to stay cast out. Uh, and she says, What were you doing with her? I, I wanted to be friends because that's what everyone else was doing. There must be more. And she raises her hand, and on her, like, two fingers, or her pointer and middle finger, her nails extend into long talons, but they're glowing red hot like pokers. And she kind yes, of starts yes, to there's, slowly there's, bring there's it towards so her eyes. There's and, so much more. I have a big and, master plan. And as you say, there's so much more. There's so much more. Your form starts to glow. And she like pulls away for a second. And you start to not bubble again, but your form is starting to be pulled by the wind quickly and rapidly. And you feel yourself being taken away from here. And you're like, oh, yes! And, and Damien, you are swept away on the wind in the place apart. And Wrath is left there holding nothing and just lets out this like blood curdling scream of fury. Ah, no! Damien. 
when you reappear, you are in a summoning circle in Aiden Brightwood's apartment. And Felicity, you're sitting there, eyes glowing with a ring of salt and stones and little candles from cask and basket lit. And Aiden is up against the wall, looking on, sort of unapprovingly, but like she's not doing anything to stop this. Hugo, you're there, your arms are bandaged. Raven, you're sitting at like a second point of a triangle. And Bethany, you're sitting at the third point. And Agent Whitaker, you're at the counter with a mug of coffee, just sort of observing everything happening. He's got his little black book out and he's taking notes. Damien, you land. Welcome back, Director. And that's where we're going to end tonight. Ooh, it's tasty. Ooh, it's so good. Mm. <laughs> Welcome back, Damien. Welcome back, oh, Damien. Damien is <laughs> not ready for what he's going to, the hug he's going to get from Bethany. I was PMing. I was like, is Damien a monster? Can I summon him with these rashes? <laughs> 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 is that things I can do? Yeah. Did you roll for it? I, well, I did. What did you get on the roll? I got an 11. So like, yeah. it worked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good job, guys. You got yeah. back. Wow. Turns uh, out that was the place cool. you go is where you are kicked out of. It's pretty easy to get you back from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not in a hurry to keep me around. No. So fun fact, so. Damien can never die. <laughs>